Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. to the dark side. This is the Emerald Sith Lord himself, Shane Hurricane Helms, sending his congrats to the NFO on reaching 100 episodes. As a former guest on the show myself, I must admit, I was mightily impressed with the Star Wars knowledge that was dropped on my head. So to anyone not listening to the NFO, I got one question for you. What's up with that? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, Mandalorians, Twi'leks, Jedis, Sith. And yes, after 100 episodes, this is an inclusive podcast for all you Transdotions as well to another action-packed, fully stacked, totally jacked. 100th episode of the fourth order for life. Lo and behold, looks look who's here from Exegol. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have a treat for you. We got him out of the uh, Sith Witness Protection Program. He's hanging out with us tonight, and we have a full house. No Uncle Jesse, no Oikos yogurt, but we have a full house tonight, and we're gonna tear it up. First off, let me introduce myself. I am a pro wrestler. I am a multi-time champion in the galaxy far, far away. Current heavyweight champion in three different promotions. I am a Star Wars aficionado. I am your boy, the Greek God Papadon, a.k.a. GGP. Ah, to the Greek, Greek God. God. And alongside with me, I have all the way from Mexico after he's done running trains and all those Twi'leks, he decides to grace us with his presence. Introduce yourself, big guy. But first, I want to hear a hey yo, not from the clips, but from you. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, finally back again. I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Seth Ari, the Rampaging Revenkiss, the Butcher, but most importantly, Happy to be back 
and super surprised that I remembered my my own intro. Your boy, Dark Spirit on. Then we have the guy who's painting Hank McCoy's shop for 100 episodes. He's the man with the silver spoon. No, it's not in his mouth. He wasn't born with it. He uses it to stir the shit up amongst the masses in the NFO with his kung fu grip. And I said it last episode. He's not only sliding in your girl's DMs because he likes stealing a girl, but most importantly, this motherfucker likes stealing your thunder. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder. And the man, unlike Cara Dune, who didn't post all the wrong things in all the wrong places, talk to Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. The true Sith. <laughs> <laughs> we also have with us tonight. No, this is not an episode of Mandomania, but it's the fourth member of the NFO, and he's done waiting for the final segment of the uh, the last quarter of the hour to run out of the limo. He's here to do his thing. Introduce yourself, sir. What I'd like to have right now is all of you fat, lazy, out of shape, Star Wars sweat hogs to keep the noise down while I take my lightsaber out and show your ladies what a real sexy man swings like. Ravishing Rohit Raju, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Uh, Alex Arroyo intro who? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just rohit it and quit it. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, friend of the show, one of the nicest guys that we know. You might not like him because he's the Stormtrooper, but he is the Stormtrooper we're looking for. So introduce yourself, sir. Hey, this is Chris Fan, the commanding officer of the 501st Legion's Empire City Garrison in New York. Honored to be here for the historic 100th episode, and they said it wouldn't last. Wow. Believe it. <laughs> you know, believe it. Yeah, believe that. Imagine that, right? Some, 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 uh, some mark out there saying he thought he wasn't going to last, but whatever. I digress because we're here to knock down the doorway on the fourth floor. All you heard was NFO. Don't hit me no more. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to hit you tonight with a bunch of news, bunch of uh, shenanigans. We're here to entertain you. We're here to put a smile on your face, turn that frown upside down. I know a lot of fans are frowning. You know why? Because our girl Gina Carano. Even though she didn't get back to me from Twitter, treating me like the fat girl at the end of the bar, her ass got 86 out of Disney, boys. What do you guys think? Well, look, man, I'm going to tell you, I, I want to take lead on this one because this is a topic that's pretty, that, that's got me worked up. I mean, what did she say that was so wrong, really? I mean, are we she not said, allowed? She said Revan was canon. So that's why they fired her. Well, God bless her, man. You know what? They should have made her president of Disney then. <laughs> but it's like, guys, we already know how this works. Nobody's entitled to their own opinion if it doesn't match up with the fucking next man, okay? Listen, man, I don't, I, I don't uh, claim to be right about everything I say, but my opinions are my own uh, opinions. Whoever likes them, cool. Whoever doesn't, hey, man, you know, you want to talk about it? But what Disney did is wrong, okay? And as far as these so-called fans who were called for her to be fired, 
I'm willing to bet that the majority of them are not even Star Wars fans. They're just people that, you know, got a hold of the story. Oh, look, something else that we can go and, you know, attack. You know, this is the whole thing now. You know, it's, it's like everybody is looking for something to jump on, to fucking attack, to fucking cancel. Everybody, it's this tribal mentality again, and Gina Carano is the latest victim. I mean, I don't agree with everything she said. I don't think she said anything wrong. Um, I'm not going to get into that because this isn't that kind of show. But Disney, fuck you. I mean, I've said this many times. Why change it now, right? I mean, fuck you, Disney. I'm glad glad, glad you're telling telling us how you feel. It'll be a lot cheaper to tell us here for free than your therapist over there in Mexico, you know. Uh, but, you know, for those of you guys out there who don't know what happened, unfortunately, uh, Gina Carano, she got the hammer, the axe. She got fired, canned, 86, whatever terminology you want to incorporate in the matter. She got fired from Disney. And the reason being is uh, this started a few months ago where – some uh, SJW hit her up and said, hey, how come you don't put pronouns on your Twitter handle? I'm offended. You sh- a person of your stature with your outreach to many people should be putting pronouns. So she decided to, to have a little fun. She puts boop, bop, and beep as her pronouns. That fucking turned, that snowball turned into a fucking uh, shit storm, if you will. And yeah, wait everybody, a minute. Hold on, hold on. Everybody was attacking her. Um and then it got even worse. Um, she, 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 on her own page, stated her own political views, saying she felt the election was rigged and, and uh, there was fraud involved. And she said that she didn't believe it. Well, she was making fun of the mask situation or giving her own opinion how she feels masks really don't really work in the pandemic era and that we should, uh, the masks, I think she posted a picture about a guy with a mask over her eyes trying to say that they're trying to control us through the masks. She got heat for that. Um, and then recently she posted a story saying that because of the today's culture, certain individuals with certain beliefs and political point of views are being uh, ostracized and casted to the side like the Jews did in uh, the Holocaust uh, during World War II time. And that's what made it easier for the Nazis to pick them up because it wasn't the Nazis that were able to single out the Jews. It was their own neighbors because the other people turned against them just because they were Jewish through propaganda that was influenced through the Nazi party. And she's saying that scenario and that, that aura is what's going on today with people with the political parties and you shouldn't be judged on what your political beliefs are. You should be judged on your ethical morals, but people, because it's all, an analogy incorporated with the Holocaust. People automatically start saying anti-Semitism, yada, yada, yada. And Disney gave her the 86 and fired her. So, I, I mean... That was a horrible kind of, uh, comparison, though, on her part. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying... I mean, it was stupid on her part because, uh, again, why, why uh, add more fuel to the fire? Meaning that if you're going to make any analogy, why pick that? We say it in the past. We use this line, <laughs> this movie line from Tropic Thunder. You don't go full retard. You never go full retard. <laughs> she went full retard. You know what I'm saying? And I get what she was trying to do. 
yeah, she went there and it was like, uh, I wouldn't have went there. But now, now, now it's turned into a big brouhaha because Disney, when, when she got fired, and I found out this today from Drunk Dripio, she never got contacted by Disney about her firing. She found out about her firing online with everybody else, which blows Ooh. my mind, which could actually favor Disney because Disney could spin this and say, hey, somebody was misquoted. Uh, we never called her. We never fired her. This has been all a big misunderstanding because now there's a petition going around trying to bring her back. And there's like she'll 50, be back. 000, yeah, she'll be back. There's like 50,000 people who signed it. And now, yeah. you know, we're having the battling of we, you know, fired Cara Dune, uh, dropped Disney Channel, uh, the Disney Plus. We love Cara. We love Gina. But it all started with Disney. Uh, some Disney executive said, quote unquote, Gina Carano is not currently employed at Lucasfilm. And there are no plans for her to be in any future Lucasfilm uh, in, in the near future. Uh, I'm sorry. There's no plans for her to be in the new fu near future. Lucasfilm, a production company owned by Disney, said in a statement, nevertheless, her social media posts denigrated people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent really. and unacceptable. So here's the kicker. Pedro Pascal, his sister, just came out as a trans. We talked about it last week on the show. Um, and his sister Lux, I don't, we couldn't, I, based on the article, we didn't know if it's a mister to a sister or a sister to a mister. Like Doc said, but she was in, she was uh, Cara Dune showed support for her, and uh, um, Cara Dune. I'm sorry, Gina Carano showed support for Pedro's sister. But then Pedro, now all these people are, are bringing up Pedro's prior texts, where or tweets, excuse me, where he was comparing um, Trump supporters to uh, to Nazis, and uh, he posted something about America. Where he had people some of them are. Yeah, and, you know, put some of them had a picture of people in cages, showing that that that's the America of today. Compared it, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Jews in cages in World War II, and compared it to some of the children in cages that were held at the border. But that wasn't even the picture. So you know, it was the wrong picture used from from another scenario. So people are up in arms saying, "How come he didn't get fired?" And then we had the scenario of Pablo Hidalgo a couple of weeks ago, where he comes out and makes fun of Star Wars theory. We're getting all emotional because of the ending of Mandalorian season two, where he was watching on a live stream and started crying because it hit him emotionally. And then we come to find out that Star Wars helped him get through cancer when he was a kid and he was making fun of that. So, and then we have the other author from one of the comics or books from the High Republic where people, where she was doing anti-white or saying racist tweets about white people back in the day. But that's all fine. And don't and forget, you, know, you have the, you have the James Gunn stuff too, where he was fired I, for having some. Uh, hey, we got Christ. James Gunn, and they brought him back. And look, Yo. at the end, of, at the end of the day, I'm going to give my two cents. I personally feel she did nothing wrong. That's just me. But she did, like we said, she went full retard, or she shouldn't have gone full retard. You're serious? You don't know. <laughs> Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Rayman, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards, autistic, show, not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs, but he charmed the pants off next to him and won a ping pong competition. That ain't retarded. And he was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? You went full retard, man. 
Never go for retard. I hope you put you that see, clip man, in now. Hold on, This is sure. why I no longer talk politics because I agree. I agree, but it's Again, nobody can have a fucking opinion, whether it's a right one or a wrong one. It's an opinion. It doesn't make f- anything fact. It doesn't mean shit. An opinion doesn't mean dick, okay? We like to hear ourselves talk. Everybody likes to hear themselves talk, and we share our opinions. Some people are like, okay, that's interesting. I don't agree, but all right. But some people like, oh my God, oh my God, I need to tweet this. I need to tweet this. I got to call this guy. I got to call, I need, you know, I got to go viral quick. Yo, go fuck yourself. Get a fucking life. Okay. Stop fucking worshiping these politicians. Stop fucking aligning yourself to a fucking party, bro. Yo, you, you want this country? I'll tell you this, two things would probably solve the majority of the world's fucking problems. A the nuclear bomb? Fucking, well, that would be the fucking main one, but... More, more than of, Gina Carano pictures? Maybe. The end of political parties and fucking finding a way to eliminate the human ego. That would probably solve, if not everything, most things. Agreed. Agreed. But here's the, here, this is, this is my, my point of view is this. If you're going to do something to a you're certain individual. You're not entitled to that, though. No, well, okay. tough. It's, 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 you know, it's my show, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Um, it was his anyway. show. So it's like this. They'll come for you, too. They'll take your show. <laughs> <laughs> take, what they say, Rocky? Sue me. Sue me for what? Hey, Rock. Y'all class the bomb, huh? Touch me, I'll suit. Come on, pug. Touch me, I'll suit. Sue me for what? What the fuck do I got? A free podcast? Come on. You can take something free away from me? Look, if you're going to abide by certain rules and certain uh, standards because of an incident, then that has to be evenly across the playing field. So if you're going to do what, you know, fire Gina Carano, then I'm sorry, you should be firing Pedro Pascal. You should be firing uh, any Disney executive that went to Twitter and said anything negative or racial or sexist or whatever. Um, whether it's the the lady from um, High Republic, or whether it's that uh, other guy from uh, from the story group, um, what's it, Pablo Hidalgo? It has to be an even playing field. The rules should be applied to everybody. It shouldn't be cherry picking. It shouldn't be only applied to certain people because there's certain beliefs. It should be even, Stephen, across the whole demographic of, of individuals. That's my take on the scenario. Now. Uh, whether they bring her back or not, I hope they do. But one thing I want to say, a lot of you podcasters and YouTubers out there, that was all rah, 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 sis, boom, bah, with this Gina Carano character in the beginning, a strong female character. You guys did the quickest 180 I've ever seen. You put your tails between your legs and started bashing her and this, that, and the other because you guys don't want to lose sponsors. You guys don't want to lose views. You guys don't want to be next. Well, tough shit. One thing in the NFL you'll get for, for sure is real. And that's one thing we could say that all of us tonight and anybody who comes on this show, if they're not real, they're going to get checked. 
for all five of us here tonight are real. And I'm telling you right now, from my point of view, I think they should bring her back and apologize and keep doing business as usual because at the end of the day, guys, Disney doesn't care. They only care about the Scott Ole, their bottom line. If Gina Carano is not involved in The Mandalorian and they try to recast her or kill her off, so many people are going to get turned off against the one thing that's bringing everybody together right now. And that's going to be a bad taste in the mouth. So who knows where we're going to go? But the fact that all these people turn their backs so quickly, like a bunch of fucking cowards, just goes to show you how much power social media and how much power uh, um, cancel culture has nowadays. And it's disgusting. You should not be afraid to speak your mind. You should be able to speak your mind whenever you want, as long as you're not harming an individual or bad-mouthing an individual, which will lead to an incarceration or harm, you know, in a malicious manner. You know, if you're lying on stand and you know you're lying on stand and you get caught lying, then you need to go to jail. Like some of these chicks who used to, who claimed got raped and then didn't get raped and the person spent years in jails, those, those girls should go to jail or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my opinion. Anyway, take, I'm tired of jab, uh, jibber-jabbing. Go ahead. Listen, she could have just shut the fuck up and had a job and went along with everything. The, the problem is that she's an actress who is in a very high-profile television show who, whether she likes it or not, represents the company that she works for. There, The same shit happens to me when I work in my hospital. If I say something untoward and the hospital is against it, they could fucking fire me. They don't have. They don't need any grounds for anything else because I and my bio and my name and my CV have their their name attached to it. So once you're you tether yourself to that horse, you have to kind of be neutral in everything. Yes, it sucks. Yes, you kind of sit back and you got to kind of take some shit and not say things and say things um, that may go against who you really feel you are. That's the reality. You know, it, the, everybody's clamoring about freedom of speech, freedom of speech. This is not a freedom of speech thing. It this is. is a, it's really not. No, this is not. a, this is a, uh, if I work for a company, I just can't say what the fuck I want to say because there's, there's no freedom of consequences. This is not a freedom of consequences thing. It's not, it's not a freedom of speech. It's a freedom of consequences thing. Yes, you're going to have consequences for the shit you say, especially if it's kind of off the wall and crazy. Which she kind of made, like Rose said before. You know, I wouldn't make the uh, Republican Party the Jews in uh, you know World War II because we didn't kill six million Republican Party people. Uh, let's be serious. Yeah, I understand um, that, but that's not what she said. See, it's getting yeah, lost in, in translation and interpretation. But the problem is, once you comp- once you make that comparison of something that is so sensitive to to people, <laughs> especially AKA Hollywood, who is ninety five percent Jewish, they're gonna fucking ask for a head in a spike, and they did. So if she would have just been just sat back and said, hey, OK, this, these are my beliefs. I'm going to talk about my, my beliefs, but I'm not going to drag anything else crazy into this. She would have still been working on the Mandalorian season two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, but it was a horrible she, example. She meant what, you know, whether she meant what she said or not, it was a horrible example to use. It's just like some things are we don't they're off limits. And I, I thought it was a. a like some of the other stuff she did, I was just like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? I think she was just trying to speak her mind or rallying back against people that were trying to bully her into believing into something she didn't or saying something she didn't want to. And I do think that in the end, she just took it a little bit too far. But like Doc saying, it's it's different from Joe Schmo, who's 
talking about a bunch of nonsense on Facebook to because Joe Schmo can get caught by his job if he says some wild shit and someone says, well, Joe Schmo works at such and such roofing company, roofing company. What are you going to do about that? Well, if they're bringing him, if he's bringing them bad publicity, they're going to get rid of his ass, unfortunately, because uh, like any corporation, that's the bottom line is, like you said, the dollar and Disney. It's all about the money. So and, and the rumor was that they were telling her, hey, cut it out, you know, cut that stuff. And like I said, I think she should be able to say, of course, you, you should be able to speak your mind. But it is a little bit different when you're on such a high level and you're representing something as big as Disney. You can't just go out there and start blasting off at the mouth. Unfortunately, uh, whoever you are, there is going to be consequences. I think Pedro should have gotten in trouble for the stuff he says. And and I lean more left than I do right. Like, I don't care about any of that stuff on that side. But it's like you can't be saying crazy shit so yeah i think it i do in a sense i do see why she got let go it's not a surprise but i also understand it has to be an even playing field you can't cherry pick you can't pick who gets to say what gets a slap on the wrist who gets to right. say this and then they get fired. it has to be a hundred percent right down the middle or else then you're just picking sides or it seems like you're going to be picking sides even if you're not so it is a delicate subject However, in the end, I'm not surprised. And I like Gina Carano. I think she was, I thought she was great. I thought Cara Dune was an awesome character. I thought she was improving as an actress. But you got to think, she's not from Hollywood. She's from, you know, like, hey, I'm going to, I'm used to smacking people around if someone has some shit to say. So she's not going to let some nerds on Twitter bully her or talk shit to her. Like, none of these people would say that to her in real life. They'd get a, you know, roundhouse to the, the liver. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I can see that happening. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. But maybe she'll come back. Maybe she won't. It's, it's really hard to say. But, yeah, you got to keep it an even playing field. You can't pick one side and let so-and-so say whatever they want and then be like, oh, well, so-and-so said this. Has to be right down the middle. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter for The Mandalorian, congratulating NFO on your 100th episode. All the best to everyone, and may the force be with you. Right, but, you know, what, what she actually said was, and I agree with her on this one, is that, that she's comparing how the Nazi party used propaganda to make, you know, the common German and a lot of Germans really didn't hate Jews, but a lot of them ended up hating Jews because of what Hitler said and what those other guys said. And she's, and she's compared to what's going on today with the, uh, the, the virtue signaling and all that shit. I mean, obviously it's nowhere near that like level because, you know, we're not rounding anybody up and killing them and taking them off to fucking camps and shit. But I understand where she was going now. I understand that the Holocaust is a touchy topic and, you know. Yeah, just again, ask Mel Gibson. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to go down this fucking uh, road. But, yeah, man, it's, man, 100%. You know, you, know, you can't just have one side be able to say anything they want and then the other side can't. And, you know. I'm all for freedom of speech, ex expression, whether it's right-leaning or left-leaning, you know, man, yo, speak your mind. 
that's it. But like you, you all said, of course, when you're at that level, there are consequences because you have to answer to people, you know, and they might not like the things you say. And, you know, well, this happened, you know. What do you think, Chris? Well, I got to say this whole situation broke my heart. I mean, I was a huge fan of her before she was even on Star Wars and The Mandalorian. Loved her in that movie Haywire. Loved her in Deadpool. Loved everything she did. And I was so jazzed when she joined the show. She was a strong character. She pulled it off physically. She pulled it off. You know, her her physique, uh, her presence in the show was incredible. I couldn't wait to see where they were going to go with her. Uh, but the person to blame here is her. She, she fucked up. She fucked up royally. When you're at that level, when you're working for Disney, you know who you're fucking working for. You can only yeah. say things to a certain point. You sign a contract that says you're going to represent Disney and you're going to represent them appropriately. And if they tell you to shut up, you shut up. You don't say sh stupid, crazy shit that you know is going to be inflammatory. This is not a free speech issue. And I know, Spiro, you want to think it is. And I wish, you know, it, it could have been something that we could be angry about that it's free speech. It's not. Twitter's a private company, so they could cancel her and they can take her off Twitter and that would be perfectly okay. And it's still not taking away her free speech. You can still speak. You just can't speak on Twitter because they're a private company. It's the same thing with Disney. Disney's a private company. She was what they call an at-will employee. I know this because I actually have done some things for Disney. I have to sign a bunch of stuff that non-disclosure agreements, other agreements about my behavior, how I'm going to act, how I'm going to speak, things I can and cannot say on, on social media. I, just working as a stormtrooper, have to sign that kind of stuff. And I abide by it because I know it's a privilege for me to get to do that. She's in that same privileged level. She's at a level even way higher than any of us could ever imagine as an actress. She knew that what she was doing was, was playing with fire and that she could get herself fired. The only one to blame in this situation is her. She knew where the line was drawn and she crossed that line to make some kind of statement or she wanted to throw it away or maybe she had some other projects going on. Whatever her reasoning, whatever her crazy reasoning was, she's the one to blame. And I'm, I'm really angry at her. All these other people trying to cancel her and trying to stop her talking and, and saying whatever she's going to say. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I agree you should try to have a level playing field, but we don't get to make that decision. Disney's a private company and gets to do whatever the hell they want. If they think somebody's out of line and it's going to cost them money, they're going to they're going to get rid of them. They're going to fire them. And it's their right to do that. They're a private company. Uh, Gina can still speak on Twitter. She can still say whatever she wants to say. It hasn't taken away her free speech. She just can't do it as a Disney employee anymore. And that's, that's I... unfortunate. I right. agree with you 100%. You know, my thing is that, again, it goes to the, that there's a double standard. And this is also why I say, man, celebrities should stay away from fucking politics because, again, I don't agree with everything she said. I think she's entitled to her opinion. But at the end of the day, um, 
I'm not happy that she fell victim to this bullshit, but you are right. You know, um, this is why celebrities should just do what they're paid to fucking do and, and not talk, just act. I had the same Look discussion with pretty. my daughters. I said to my daughters when they were talking about this, cause they were real upset about it too. And they were upset about some of the stuff she said. And I said, well, you have every right to be upset with whatever she said. And that's your personal belief. I said, but when it gets to be a level that you're an actress for Disney and it's against their policies, you're going to get fired. She knew she was going to get fired for, for, for putting that tweet out. She knew it. So I don't know why there was a mystery here. Anybody who reads that tweet, you know, would have to say, oh, she's going to be fired. That's it. There's no way she wouldn't be fired for that tweet. They even no kept her around when, when she did the pronoun thing, which, by the way, I agree with. I, know. I, don't think, I don't think anybody should be, you know, pushing anybody to put pronouns inside their bio or pushing that agenda on people. And I will I will I will defend her to the death on that one. But once you start, I just thought she was going to identify her. I honestly thought that. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. That's what I thought. I didn't think anything of it. I, I was, was like, going to oh, say man, that, too. Just, yeah, and then everyone's like, no, no. And I was like, I just thought maybe she identified as a droid. I didn't, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't She's a sex I droid. Well, you're entitled to your <laughs> wish and, and, and whatever your opinion is, but not if you're an actress working for Disney. You have to f fall in line. If you're not willing to fall in line, you can't be employed by them. It's well, the same I, thing with any other I, company. I, I, ideally, any other it is like when I worked for GameStop, it was the same way. They were very strict on, um, like, there was a, when it was around when Facebook started to get really big and they were, they would fire some employees for like just shitting on games, like, um, or even the company itself. If someone would just blast a game and just get a lot of attention for doing it and did it in a poor way, they'd be like, well, those are our partners. So, you know, we got to let you go. I've seen that happen. And it, most companies are like that. You know, like they're at will employees. And again, if you're going to be, spouting off on social media no matter if you're joe blow or gino carano and that company gets wind of it they're probably going to let you go this is crowbar and i want to send a huge congratulations to the nfo the new force order on their 100th episode i absolutely love these guys the show the whole everything about it keep on going guys and can't wait to come on again Hey guys, it's Lacey from the Resistance Broadcast and Star Wars Newsnet. Congratulations, NFO, on a hundred episodes. You're killing it. Agreed. Look, I see everyone's viewpoint. I don't agree with you guys. That's just my standing. But that's the good thing about us. We're five grown-ups who can disagree with each other and still be friends. Yeah. Fuck you, Papa Donald. I'm canceling you. <laughs> <laughs> and still move forward. But speaking about games, Ubisoft, they just announced that they're working on an open-world Star Wars game. Their uh, CEO, by the name of Yves Gilmont, uh, stated that the game itself, even though it's several years um, away, because it's in the early stages of the, the development, they're going to be uh, producing this game, and it's they're using some kind of... Uh, cutting-edge technology that's going to blow everybody away. Now, I'm not a big gamer. I know, Ro, you're a big gamer. Spiro, you're a big gamer. What are your thoughts on this? If it's coming from Ubisoft and they're saying they're using groundbreaking technology, it's probably going to have a shitload of bugs and get delayed. 
Just like all the damn Tom Clancy games they tried to put out and um and do, or the Assassin's Creed games when they tried to uh you know change it up a little bit and then they had to push it back a year because of because they were trying to mess with new, new technology. Where I hope to God it's a Knights of the Old Republic. I doubt that it will be. Uh, that would be cool. I am curious. My guess is that anything going forward, besides a few things, will be centered around either Mandalorian era, High Republic, or based off one of the new properties that they'll be doing. So even if it's like, say, the Ahsoka series and we find like some new worlds, they'll probably do like a video game based on that world. You know what I mean? Just kind of like a nod to it or something like that. But I, I would hope it would be Old Republic. I know Spiro yeah, would too. Definitely, man. <laughs> Look, man, the thing about Ubisoft is this, man. They make the best broken games. Like straight up, man. I mean, you know, it, it's like you want to hate them, but, but, but they're still good. But they're full of yeah. fucking bugs, man. It's like... And I play nothing but Tom Clancy games. And, you know, um, they were talking, uh, I think, yo, these are the guys that did that game. Uh, what, what's it called? Division? Yeah. Division and Division 2, yeah. Listen, man, they're good games, but I, I, it's a good game that I couldn't get into because the menu system is so convoluted that I fucking dropped it, bro. And I own both one and two. I, I fucking dropped it. If if they can simplify that shit, I'm all for it. If they take a few years to make sure that they give us a completed game. Yo, I've been playing Ghost Recon and they're still updating the game because they're still adding shit to it that hasn't been that sh- should have been there since day one. So yeah. don't do Isn't this that with game like fucking stuff. Well, th- th- they've they've done this reboot and, you know, there's there's Ghost Recon Wildlands and Breakpoint. Um, but they can't do this shit with fucking Star Wars. There's just no no ex- excuses. It will not be acceptable. They can't do this Battlefront shit. 2. Battlefront 2 did that shit. And, I mean, they oh. got a lot of heat for it. It ended up being good later on. But, unfortunately, this day and age of video games, it's like, I mean, look at Cyberpunk. They promise all this glory. Then they give you a game that's like 50 to 75% done. And then like, like Spiro was saying, you're downloading all these patches and updates for years because they never complete the game. Mm-hmm. And they give you this half-assed game that's either really good in certain aspects or passable or it's dog shit and filled with tons of bugs. And that's unfortunate. Papa Don misses when you had a blow on it, but he never played video games. <laughs> what? You the Booker Man? What you say? On the cartridge. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't the play Nintendo That's right. Um. So, uh, just to go back on the Gina Carano scenario, she's uh partnering up with. I ben go Shapiro. back on Gina Carano all day long, buddy. Don't worry. All right. You know, thirty second intervals. It's called hit cardio. You're good. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She uh, announced a new movie project with The Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's conservative outlet. Um, looks like they'd be fun- they're going to be funding her and backing her and producing a film 
Uh, don't know what it's about, but uh, it's. Uh, I mean, look, she got canceled. She got dropped from our talent agency. Her figures Damn. got canceled by Hasbro. Yeah, um, my, my pre-orders got canceled for some of her stuff, and then yeah. all of a sudden, the uh, the figures that were out already just exploded on eBay on Macari. They went bananas. Like stuff that I saw like three weeks ago. Like I saw uh, from that credit collection, the one from the art of the of the Mandalorian, I saw like seven of them on the shelf. The, like about a month ago, gone immediately. Now they're up on eBay for like seventeen times the price. It was insanity yeah. how it happened. Literally overnight, it happened. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I mean. Look, uh, the whole did scenario, they cancel? Did they cancel the the Caradun uh, blow up doll? Uh, no, I think that's still coming out. It's the Chinese exclusive. Ah, you see? <laughs> I think Doc ordered seven of them, one for each day of the week. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, she, she she has all access to the blast reports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, listen, uh, on, on some, uh, on some uh, lighter news, our boy Marky Mark's at it again. No, not... Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, but Mark Hamill himself went to Twitter and uh, he shared a little story, a throwback story from Empire Strikes Back about Carrie Fisher. And I'm going to give this guy props. I mean, not for being awesome as an individual, but he's keeping Carrie Fisher's memory alive every so often, dropping a story here, a story there. So uh, he said himself, at Hamill himself, first day of Empire in Finns, Norway. She had no scenes there, but came along just to hang out and not miss any fun. She always regretted not going to Tunisia for Star Wars. It was also a, a way to make sure she gets her own crew snow jacket. And yes, I still have mine. Hashtag true story. How cool is that? Yeah, that is cool. That's really cool. That piece, those jackets, man, were awesome. Like, I yeah, wore yeah. those jackets. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, one, those jackets were I think some company remade them recently. I know Columbia did yep. a few uh, Star Wars jackets a few years ago, but I think some other company had done like a like a, a redo of the the ones that they actually the, the the crew wore, which were pretty awesome. That's I mean, look, it just goes to show you, no matter how much money, how big of a superstar you are, free is everyone's favorite four letter F word, dude. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hi, this is Fluke Skywalker. Congratulations to everyone on the NFO podcast on their 100th episode. You guys have the best podcast in all the galaxy. May the force be with you. No, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Doc, did you pop a little bit of a boner today without using your blue chew? Just give me a hint for what, because it happens a lot, actually. Is this a new sponsor, guys? No, no, I didn't want to say Viagra because I didn't want to get him in trouble with his people at the at the uh, at the hospital because we because then then they'll have to start counting pills, to make sure Doc not stealing shit again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Hot Toys, they uh, little 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 bit of a sneak peek of what's maybe coming out down the pike. Did you see it? I did not. No, please enlighten me. Boba Fett Hot Toy, new a one. New one? A new one from The Mandalorian, season oh, two. Oh, I actually did see that. Yes, 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 yes. There we go, Grandpa uh, Monster. Way to get the fucking. As a, 
as uh, sorry, it takes a little while. Valentine's Day was yesterday. You're like um, a 77 I'm, Buick. It takes a little, while to warm up. I'm a little, cold. I'm a little drained. Um, the uh, the new Boba Hot Toys will be from the 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 Mando episode where we saw him reclaim his armor and uh, and deck it all out. So we knew this was coming. I mean, I've been sending you guys a bunch of customs that a lot of people have have been doing, and Papa Don has been salivating for them because they look amazing. And uh, some of these guys are really doing a uh, kick ass job on them. But uh, if there's one company that I want to see tackle this and one company that I know will do it to perfection, it's going to be Hot Toys. Um, the second it comes out, of course, first day pre-order, without a doubt, um, just going to cost me more and more scuttle. Yo, talking about pre-order, man, Doc sent me this fucking link that gave me a fucking boner, man, today. Oh, and it really? wasn't to the Karadun blow up doll. It, it was to the Revan lightsaber pre order, which the fucking price dropped. Dropped? Because he's not canon? Because. <laughs> no one's buying okay. that shit. They're like, Revan, what? Where no. do I X out of this, man? Hold on a second. Man. Where, where... <laughs> on the bottom, <laughs> there's, a red, there's a red phone icon. Just hit red that. phone. Red phone. <laughs> nah, man, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I got excited, man. I was like, yo, man, if that shit's available in store right after work, I am heading over there. He said, nope. How much is it? It's still pre-ordered. It, uh, Alex, it's what now? 179? One seven, we went from 220 to 179, I think. <clears throat> A GameStop. Yep, That's why. You know, they're in trouble, man. They're all over the place. Not their stocks. Oh, well, their <laughs> stock dropped, dude. I told you it was at four fifty. Now yeah, it's like whatever forty something. That wouldn't it's last. Yeah. But uh, by the way, speaking of Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Um, Wait, before you go on, I show pop it on this that I picked up uh, from the, one of the closing game stops. It's the uh, exactly. Count Dooku lightsaber for hundred bucks on sale. Oh, Can't beat that's it. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Nice a whole nine yards, and, baby. And you know what? You know what? If I was in a GameStop and I saw stuff like that on sale, I'd call two of my NFO brothers, all three of my NFO brothers, and I'd call Chris uh, and I'd say, hey, uh, guys, would you guys want me to pick you up one? You guys can Venmo me the money. It's okay. Or you can PayPal me the money. But what do I look like? Je- Jedi Eats? I'm not delivering stuff to you. You want to do a Google lightsaber? Give it to you half price plus finder's fee, huh? <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> Listen, we're going to get canceled. You can't say Jew on the show. Oh, you say you. Sorry. Listen, speaking of both the accent, it's like you, you say. You too quick, so it sounds like you say Jew all the time. You need to pronunciate that before you get in trouble. I was like, I don't mean it. I just how the promo sounds. He's yelling at me all the time. Puerto Rican. Then you pointed out. Uh, <laughs> like Puerto Rican judo. You don't know who got this is. You don't know. Um, speaking about Boba Fett, dude, uh, Marvel just dropped a teaser today. A teaser in yes. He's dressed all in black, and they're hinting at that there might be a mysterious new comic book. Coming out with uh, Boba Fett. What's your guys' thoughts? I wonder if it's um, after uh, Return of the Jedi. You think yeah, he has somebody maybe. else's we'll that gap. Yeah, we'll get that. Like it's telling the story of the Sarlacc. I hope not. 
I hope not. I want to see that on TV. I, yeah, I want to see that in the book of Boba Fett. I don't want to see that shit in a book. Books, come on, it's 2021. Kids don't read books. We don't read books. Then we don't need no stinking books. Um, I mean, the pictures look cool, but the fact yeah, that he was wearing really all black and the armor was all 100% black. 100% black. He's completely blacked out. So I, I think if he was coming out of the Sarlacc, it would be a look a little different. It wouldn't be so blacked out. So I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Tomorrow morning, apparently, on StarWars.com, uh, they're going to talk about it a little bit more in, deep, in, in detail, they said. Yeah, that might have just been the, the fucking promo art, though, you know? You know, it's yeah, like uh, black, white, and reds. So, uh, you know, that's my uh, Possible. favorite look there when, when it comes to posters and pr promo art and shit, you know? But it'd be interesting if they actually did start start a, a comic book with him straight up from there because th that's going to be uh, insanity. I'm all in. Same here, yeah. man. Same here. Well, I'm happy to see that uh, finally getting some love. You know, after now, now no one can really say like, "Oh, he's just this character, that character." Why do people like him now? Everyone knows why. You well, know, Tamal Morrison like or that gaffy stick. Oh, he did a fantastic job. To to uh, not say resurrect, but elevate, um, elevate yeah. the whole yeah. whole character in general. I mean, uh, redemption. You know what I'm saying? Instead of redemption, it was redemption in season two of Mandalorian. Yeah. I can't wait for Book of Boba Fett in December. I'm, I'm chomping at the bits over here. But uh, yeah, he, he of, did an he did an incredible job. I got to send you a video. I saw that that sums it up. Somebody put. Mom is gonna knock you out to a bunch of scenes oh, from that yeah, scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we saw, saw that. Oh, you can see that. Yeah, that that That's that insane. got me so jazzed. I'm like, this is more Boba Fett action in three minutes than in the entire original trilogy. Now <laughs> you know why everybody was like, "What a badass Boba Fett is." That's you know, right. He always aura though. Like even when he showed up, like you saw the other bounty hunters, and you're like. Oh man, there's something about that dude. He just had that it factor. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, he was dumb. He didn't do anything." He didn't have to. He yeah. just had the it fact the way he tracked Han after uh, hiding in the the trash. Like he knew he was one step, like two steps ahead of him every time. So that was just cool. And then at the end, obviously, people were like, "Oh, that's how he goes out," you know. But still, he just had that it factor. Like we knew, we knew he had the it factor, and now it just got redeemed and it was earned. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Can't wait to see where they go. I saw a cool video this week. Someone put the Luke Skywalker hallway scene, you know, the last closing scene of him coming through, to Luke's old music from Empire and Return of the Jedi, the Luke piece. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God. Fucking dope. Uh, I got to find it. I don't, I mean, but it was dope. Like, it fit perfectly. Even though the new music they used was beautiful, this thing just fit like a glove. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow, that's pretty dope. Um... Speaking of dark, uh, dark side, Doc, you were talking about Dark Empire a couple, uh, couple of shows ago that you were a big mark for it, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, it's John from the Imperial Castle. Just send you a quick congratulations on your 100th episode. Eh, it's about 99 more than I thought you two would have done. So kudos. Take it easy, boys. The segue is for how Luke was teased to the dark side multiple times in his uh in his post return of the Jedi uh, situation. But in reality, the biggest time was from that, from that issues from dark horse comics of the dark empire, which by the way, if you guys have any of those dark horse comics like lying around, 
some of them are worth a ton of dough. I actually dug up a couple from um, my collection at my parents' house the other day. Um, and I've been like scrounging them on eBay and then they're, uh, they're up there. Some of them. So the, have, um, have a novel of dark empire. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really good read and actually one of, one of the better stories, um, in the, you know, the, in the legends non-canon right now where, uh, the emperor is a clone and he brings Luke, Luke to him to kind of, again, uh, turn to the dark side like his dad before him, and Luke realizes now, in a as the little bit older Luke Skywalker, a little bit more grizzled, realizes instead of just turning him down, he could actually use the Emperor to his advantage and maybe learn some of the secrets of the dark side. While he's uh, you know kayfabing that he is a, uh, a Sith with the uh, with the Emperor, and it you know leads to Leia wielding a lightsaber and Luke donning a costume that looks similar to Darth Vader. And really flirting with the dark side at that point, and then ultimately the face-off with the the Palpatine clone, who was much younger and much more agile than the former uh, Emperor. So um, it's a great story. I know it's not canon, but it's still definitely worth the read if you have it. The artwork is fantastic by Cam Kennedy. Um, it's very tonal. It's got a lot of greens and a lot of blues and a lot of browns. Some of the pages are just completely washed out in those colors, and it looks beautiful. And it was one of the better stories of the. Uh, you know, the era where we didn't have any of the big gun Star Wars content out there, like the movies or shows or anything. It really kind of was one of those, like the Zon books that kept the flame alive for the hardcore Star Wars uh, guys out there. There was actually a sweet figure, and I never picked it up, but I think there were the three and a half figures, and it was Luke in that outfit. It may have been like the Powers of the Force line, I can't remember. But it you was are, uh, you are correct, sir. They had the Luke and they also had the Leia actually for, for that as well. Yeah, and they were stylized, they were stylized, yeah, like the book, so they were out there. The art, right? yep. Yes, Absolutely. man, that, that figure was so sweet. Luke in the just pretty much like it, like you said, like the outfit, like Vader. I just thought that was so cool. Yep. There was a Dark Empire, too. I don't remember, I know I read it, but I don't remember it. It wasn't that exciting, yeah, not have been. Sparrow, were you a big fan of Dark Empire? I know you like non-canon things. That's why I'm asking. Oh, yeah. I like not non-canon things. S specifically what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Something um, called uh, bro, Raven? Revan? Raven. Raven is not canon, but Revan is. Yeah, man. Listen, man. Um, I I don't recall too much of that. I, I remember it. Um. But you know, man, it's like all things that everybody's like, oh, th this isn't canon, that ain't canon, this isn't canon. Everything that's been coming out, whether it's in the comics and novels on Disney Plus, they're fucking cherry picking shit from what's supposedly not fucking canon. And, you know, the Emperor being a fucking clone came from what? From this. Yep. Right? So. Yeah. So, so what's next? You know, hopefully, this right here, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Uh, canon. This was such a we had Dash Rendar, Boba, they were chasing Boba. Um, um, really good story. What was it, Shizor or Sizor, whatever the hell his yep. name was? Uh, the Black Moon, which Maul ended up taking over, anyways, and wiping all them fools out. But uh, I would really like to see that. I would love to see them touch base on that, whether like an animated series in like the same art the Clone Wars was, maybe done by Filoni, 
Mark Hamill jumping on the voice for one of those guys, maybe a maybe Luke or who knows. Now nah, you probably need somebody younger for that, just because Luke's voice wasn't as grizzled yet. But man, if they could touch base on that, that'd be sweet. It'd be so cool. Add Maul in there. No, no, Maul would be gone by then. But uh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool to see that. I'm hoping now that we saw we got the hint about Thrawn that we are going to see Thrawn, and that they're going to get into some of the Timothy Zahn stuff. We, we had the opportunity back, and it was, I think, 2009 to meet Timothy Zahn. He was at Book Off in Huntington, and we did an event with him. He was the nicest guy, and we were, you know, we were all fawning over him because, as you were saying, at that time, even in 2009, it was between the, um, the sequel movies, the prequel movies, and this was other content that was still based with the original characters that we were re really excited about. And we always wished that someday they'd do some of this stuff in canon. And now we're kind of getting that. Even if we're not getting it exactly the way we were hoping, we're getting pieces of it. They're making Ahsoka canon. You know, you know from the Clone Wars cartoon, bringing it to life, they're, they're now making Thrawn a real character that's going to be a live action. I'm very excited with where they're going, and I'm just hoping they do bring some of these other characters from some of the other uh, mediums into, into the Mandalorian and other projects they're working on. So it's, very, it's a very like exciting time. That's like the big rumor that they're going to have like this because uh, you'll have certain shows that are like, I guess you could say Filoni-verse. Uh, what is it? Uh, Boba, Book of Boba, Mando, Ahsoka, I think Galaxy Rangers or High yeah, Republic Rangers, Rangers or whatever. Yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's those four that are Filoni and five. So I would really love to see them. Um, and that's one of the rumors that people are speculating is that, they're all going to have their own story, but it's going to end up being like tying into like a version of the Thrawn series, which I would be all for, man, that would be so cool. Even have like, if you can get like older Mark Hamill back to play like uh, the Luke, how he looked in last Jedi, not grizzled with the long hair, but when he fought Kylo, like just with the mustache and the robes, bring him back as old master, man. Could you imagine that? That would just be yeah. the only thing it would be hard to be like, okay, well, where's Leia? Where's Lando? Give me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really cool to see them do that. I would I'd pop huge for that, man. That'd be awesome. They have so much stuff there. They just need to roll with. There's so many great content in there, you know, minus Revan. There's so much stuff that's in there that, that they can just get into. It's just, they, they really need to start doing it. And it's all free in there. Just go for it. Well, listen, there's a rumor. There's a, there's a rumor going around, right? First off, we all know about Timothy Zahn's uh, trilogy, right? Heir to the Empire. Uh, I never read the books. I just hearsay what it was about. I heard it was fucking fantastic. I hear that they, yeah. like you said, Ro, they're gonna they're gonna incorporate all these shows to lead to one big giant spectacular, almost like a giant sized annual in a comic book, or like the Marvel Universe where they came together for Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and it's going to be heir to the empire with, with Thrawn and all that stuff. But I also heard a rumor that the Mandalorian may be bringing a EU character, a favorite EU character into canon. And no, not Revan Spiro, but just never favorite. Revan, never Revan, never more. Quote the Raven, never more. Your second favorite. <laughs> Your second favorite EU character. Do you know who I'm talking about there, uh, Sith Lord? My second favorite EU character. Who the fuck is my second favorite EU? Uh, Revan? No. 
Mia, Mia, Mia Khalifa. Who? Mia Khalifa. I'll give you a hint. Her name rhymes Ventress. with... No, not, not Ventress, because she, she's Cannon, not you. Yeah, right. Don't say it. Her name Unlike rhymes with Revenant. Barth Mallon. Oh, <laughs> oh Darth, really? Darth Mallon? Yeah, I don't know how true really? it is. The sources are not... It's not good sources, but they're saying that Darth Talon is going to show up in The Mandalorian, whether three or four. Um, I have a great feeling, and my feelings sometimes are right, sometimes they're wrong, mostly they're right, uh, especially guessing Luke's going to show up before everybody jumped on the Luke Wang bag wagon for the season finale of Mandalorian, right, Doc? Um, right? No, no double agent theory here, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh i have a feeling that heir to the empire they're gonna marry that with the george lucas scripts the sequel trilogy that he wanted to originally do that rumor came out was supposed to be maul and maul was supposed to have an apprentice of darth allen i have a feeling they're gonna cherry pick certain characters they're gonna incorporate them with the infuse them with this news with that heir to the air uh empire storyline and, you know, make fucking soup salad out of chicken shit and give us one grand spectacular um, cinematic event or story. And uh, I can see Talon being in it. You know, her name's been popping up ever since brought up from this whole Lucas uh, 789 trilogy he was talking about in 2005. You know, that never happened, you know. So we might get midichlorians. We might get the microscopic level things that Lucas originally wanted to get in 789. I don't know. That's just me guessing. What's your thoughts, boys? No, I think no, it's no. a good I, I think it's in good hands. I think uh we know from the Mandalorian that they did a great job and they're gonna cherry pick just the right moments. I, I couldn't believe how emotional I got over the Ahsoka episode, over that la over the Boba Fett episode and the last episode of the Mandalorian. They yeah, knew just what buttons to push and what strings to pull to get, you know, a really, you know, invested Star Wars fan really jazzed about the show. And I think if they keep up with that that vision and they keep going in that direction, I think uh, anything's possible. And she would be incredible to have her on the show. How do you top season two? That's what I'm wondering. You know? I know. It's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They pulled, they, they hit all the right buttons on that, on that season. You know, you know how you top season two? I'll tell you right now. Season three... Bib Fortuna. No, sorry. <laughs> he's, 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 he's dead. He's dead. This gang right there. This gang dead. That's right. Season Rocco. three will have, uh, I don't know, maybe not even season three, but I know how we're going to top, because this could, this could go down in the book of Boba Fett. Han, Luke, Leia, together again, de-aged. We don't need the characters. We just need their faces so we can get all three of them all together. The Holy Trinity on the big screen again, it's going to happen. Some shape, form, or another, we're going to see them again, and everyone's going to lose their shit. Or I could definitely see a young Han Solo, a young DH, uh, Harrison Ford with Chewbacca bumping into Boba Fett again. You know what I'm saying? In the book of, in the book of uh, Boba. They got some, uh, sh sh some, some shit to settle. I would love them. I don't want them recast because I think they're such great iconic characters. 
I'm okay with de-aging them for like a scene or two. Like I was fine with the Luke stuff and years later you can go back and fix that and make it even look even better. But it was just the fact that it was Luke Skywalker. It didn't matter. You know, it was, it was that big of a deal for people. So imagine Han, Luke and Leia reunited getting something we didn't get in the original or in the sequel trilogy. People would lose their mind. It still would be kind of bittersweet because it's not them, but at least it would, it would be something cool. So, but uh, it's, it's one of those tricks that it'd have to pull out once in a while. But uh, man, I would, I honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I would love to see Darth Talon. I can't wait to see what they do. I think we're going to get a lot of uh, focus on Mandalore yep. with Bokan and the dark saber and Din. That's what I think we'll get a lot of. And then <clears throat> maybe at the end, we'll get like a Groku thing with Luke or something. I, I, I don't know where they're going to go with that. I do know that they'll be back together at some point um, I, because that, that reunion is going to be too cool to see. And I don't think uh, Grogu will be around for, you know, the whole temple thing and with Kylo and all that stuff. I, I don't think that will because he's money. You're not going to get rid of money. So if anything, you'd get rid of Din Djarin and keep you, you kill <laughs> Din and keep, uh, Boba or uh, the baby. If you had to end it, is what you would do. That that baby's money. Can you? But, picture, uh, I don't want to see. You. Can you picture the? Huh? Can you picture in the future, Dinjarin dying, and then and then uh, Grogu's holding the helmet like uh, Boba Fett was holding the helmet with Django, and he puts <laughs> the thing on, and he becomes the Mandalorian, and he's the one who's fucking going into bars, his little three foot nothing kicking the shit out of everybody with the force, and wearing Beskar yeah. and being like you know. It'd be a sight to see. The Grogalorian. Oh, <laughs> 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 I could. There's more. See, man. You know, Fab and Filoni, they know what uh, what fans like. And they know, especially Filoni, man, he's always hitting those notes that we want to see. And, and Fab, I, I think he gets it too. So I think we will see a Darth Talon or something of that nature. Hell, we might even see Ventress. I know she got killed in the books, but, you know, they can be like, eh, and just and bring her back or something like that. Because that's somebody I would love to see live action. I thought she had such a great character arc and um, so much potential. I would love to see a live action Ventress. Ahsoka has to go call in a favor. And uh, who does she go to? You know, she goes to Dathomir, and there's Ventress on there trying to rebuild the sisterhood or some shit like that. That would be just money. This is John Jackson Miller, author of Star Wars Kenobi, Star Wars A New Dawn, and the upcoming Star Wars Legends, The Old Republic Omnibus from Marvel. Wishing the new Force Order podcast uh, congratulations on 100 episodes. It's funny you should bring up Death in there because uh, Ray Park, everyone's favorite uh, uh, Zabrak, just posted a picture that said the internet ablaze. Uh... He had a picture, looked like at his changing table, you know, where it was like the headpiece with the horns that they glue onto his head. And he said, see y'all on Dathomir. And then hashtag solo, hashtag this, hashtag the other. And uh, I don't know. People are speculating that he may show up in flashbacks in Kenobi or he might be filming parts for something else. Solo 2 or maybe not or this alleged... Uh, mafia show that's supposed to go follow Kira and the Black Sun and him. I have no idea. What do you guys think? 
Then he uh, gets it's for a game. You know? Yeah, it's possible it could be for a game, but he's he's been known to do that in the past where he just drops an image which really kind of is taking out of context or whatever but you know this is this old footage is this you know new footage we don't know but you would think that disney would give him an you know an nda to talk about that stuff so it's hard to say that this is for stuff going forward because they would have been all all over him for that well look if there was a video game he'd all have to wear mocap he wouldn't have to wear the headpiece and all that shit yep so i'm thinking it I'm, I'm thinking it's more live action. I mean, more, more, more Disney Plus stuff. I don't know for what though. That's that's the that's I, what everyone's chiming in about. I think it's got to be for for Kenobi. If they could redo some of the stuff they did in the cartoon with the showdown with Kenobi and Maul, that would be that would send the fans over the moon. Oh hell I mean, yeah! That last battle. They already established cool. he survived. They already established now in canon in Solo that he survived. And oh, then he's the got the metal leg, so it goes right with the cartoon. They could just reshoot that entire sequence from the cartoon when they had the big Kenobi Mall showdown. When Kenobi was older, and it would be everybody would lose their, their absolutely lose their mind. So I think I think it has to do with Kenobi personally. You're probably right. Um, I don't know if it fits in the timeline though, because they said that this Kenobi series takes place ten years after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Flashbacks, baby. Flashbacks. It's probably flashbacks, probably from the Clone Wars, because they're supposedly saying that Hayden Christensen. So imagine a Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi Wan Kenobi versus Darth Maul battle with spider legs as a flashback. Holy shit! Imagine that. Something that we yeah. see like a battle in Clone Wars animation brought to life. Yeah, that would be insane. That would be insane. Ah. Oh. Ah, my spidey senses are tingling, and I don't even need a blue chew. Look at that. My spider senses are starting to tingle. My spider senses are tingling. Well, shiver my timbers. There was an article. Uh, the 12 best guest appearances on Star Wars Rebels rank. Anyone want to take care of this? Oh, uh, uh, Lando. It's all you, Papa. Lando. Lando. Oh, wait, I don't want to keep so Well, Well, if... if, if, if we don't have to go in order, but but we can kind of like bounce around. So I know number twelve was uh, um, Hondo Anaka. Um, number he's gonna be number one. Kidding me? That's uh, what I want live action. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah! Hondo, Hondo's, Hondo's hilarious. Uh, he was on there. Ahsoka was on there. I think Ahsoka was four. Um, Lando Saul was like Guerrero seven. Was 11. Saul Guerrero. Leia. Leia. Yep. Yep. Bo-Katan. Repeal and R2. Bo-Katan was on there. Um, Lando was eight. Maul. Rex was seven. Six was Princess uh, Leia. The Emperor. R2 was Yoda. Ahsoka Tano was number four. Number three was Maul. Yep. Number two was Kenobi. Number one was Vader. Oh God! How did I forget Vader? Jesus! Yeah, that, that was, was my favorite one, season. That one's the best of the best for sure. Dude, season two was money. Woo! Oh, that end! Oh, oh God! I get goosebumps every time. My Damn. teenage Dialogue. son, my teenage son, just buzzed through Clone Wars and Rebels. Finally, like because his friends were all on a big kick and they were all watching it, and he was like, "Dude, that Rebels like season like three and four was some of the best Star Wars I've seen in my life." And I'm like, "Hey, you're right." My buddy was mad at us because we didn't. Uh, he's like, dude, you didn't tell me that the sh- rebels was so deep, especially when uh, 
Canaan bit it. He was so pissed. He he never. Anytime we start talking about deep Star Wars stuff, he's like, oh, yeah, you remember when Kanan got killed? <laughs> Every <laughs> single he doesn't let he doesn't live it down. Yeah, well, I Filoni, baby. Filoni and Favreau we trust, but it all starts with Filoni, man. The heir apparent, in right. my opinion. They're talking yeah, about uh, Captain yeah. Disciple. Yeah. They're talking about Captain Rex might be making an appearance in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um to me, when I read this article, I said, eh, no shit. He'll probably yeah. be in flashbacks. That's a and layup. And even, he has to play all the clones, no matter who. Wolf, <laughs> Gregor. Well, well, Commander Cody, you know, him and Commander Cody go at it. Yeah, I would love to see Cody show up and then, then go at it, you know what I mean? Um, awesome, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, some of the stuff that came out as news this week was just like, really, this is what you guys calling news? Uh, oh, actually, Doc, the last month, Last show, we did Who's Moreover. We did uh, L337 and C3PO, Who's Moreover. And then coincidentally, after the show was over, this article pops up. Six times C3PO saved the day. Did you see the article? I did see the article. So it, it, it goes through C3PO's history of despite the fact that he was, you know, the comedy relief on most of the uh, the, the episodes, he did have a, a large part in in helping the rebellion and helping them uh, to get through. Oh my goodness! I said wonderful. Oh. <laughs> we've I seen him. What the fuck? I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> no, we've seen him save the show. Uh, you know, save the save save the crew at the Death Star. We've seen him save the day with the Ewoks. We've seen him in Rebels, also kind of throw some misdirection. Um, he's been, you know, the, with, with the whole Sith language, he's been integral in many, many moments of the Star Wars universe. And I, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. We kind of lean that towards R2-D2, but, um, 3PO has also been one of the major players in this whole, uh, in this whole mix. And uh, I think he, he should get the credit he deserves as well. Well, I just thought it was, I just, I mean, what do you guys think before I say what I have to say? Look, man, I'm just going to say this, man. I I was disappointed that that the red eyes in uh, The Rise of Skywalker wasn't him getting reprogrammed to be a kick-ass fighting uh, droid and shit. It would have been cool after all these years and all that comedy and shit to see him for like one moment just cut loose and fucking just, you know, kill f- fuckers and shit. I you am know? fluid in six million forms of termination. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be like great. a fucking kill bill bruce lee bot that'd be dope oh yeah well i just thought it was funny because it was it, it, it came out as soon as because last week we were comparing c3po and we we gave our 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 answers when we were doing over and, and speaking of over sorry ladies and gentlemen we do a segment here on the new force order called who is more over now after 100 episodes, you guys don't know what the fucking segment's about. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's no hope for you. Doc, what do they say about people with no hope? Uh, rebellions are built on them. No. Yes. The opposite. It, oh. You're right there, Doc. We having a fucking stroke? I said, I, said, I said, what happens when people don't have hope? Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. What's up, guys and gals? It's your host on the scene where the air is clean, and I light up that green. Your boy, MSG, and the producer here of the New Force Order podcast. It's been my pleasure and privilege 
to produce now over 50 plus episodes here for the new Force Order crew after taking over for Big Ray Hernandez. These guys are awesome gentlemen to work with each and every week on and offline. Always a clear focus, very driven to make this podcast a success for you. And each week I have the privilege of putting the puzzle pieces together for your ear holes to enjoy. So congratulations once again, of course, to the Greek god himself, Papadon, the Butcher, Spiro, and the Doc himself, Dr. Destroyer, Alex Arroyo. I hope the next 100 episodes are great because, well, rebellions are built on hope. They can't build rebellions. Rebellions are also meant to be crushed by empires. Yeah, spoken from the guy who goes to the witness protection program on Exigo. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding from the wife and the kids. <laughs> so, uh, what we do here is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. Person, place, or thing. Now, over, for you people, first-time listeners, means wrestling. In wrestling terminology, it means being popular with the fans. So, as a babyface wrestler, that's the good guy wrestler, you are over as a babyface means people are going to pay a lot of scout to come see you kick the crap out of the bad guy wrestler, a.k.a. the heel. When you're over as a heel in professional wrestling, people will pay a lot of scout all for you to get your ass kicked because they fucking hate you. So what we do, like I said, is we compare these two aspects of Star Wars and we see what's more over with you, the fans, all six of you. But most importantly, what's more over with us? So, Doc, what's on the marquee tonight, son? This week, uh, you know, we we didn't do some crazy extravaganza for a... Uh... The hundredth episode, we uh, we kept it basic, and we looked at the the two bad guys, the two heels, the two bastards, bastards who kept the movies going in the uh, standalone films of Star Wars in the Disney era. In one corner, we have Orson Krennic from Rogue One. Director Krennic, Lord Vader, you seem unsettled. No, just press the time. There's a great many things to attend to. My apologies. You do have a great many things to explain. I delivered the weapon the Emperor requested. I deserve an audience to make certain that he understands its remarkable potential. Its power to create problems has certainly been confirmed. A city destroyed. An Imperial facility openly attacked? Was Governor Tarkin suggested the test? You were not summoned here to grovel, Director Krennic. No, it's... There is no Death Star. The Senate has been informed that Jeddah was destroyed in a mining disaster. Yes, my lord. I expect you not to rest until you can assure the Emperor that Galen Erso has not compromised this weapon in any way. So I'm still in command? You'll speak to the Emperor about war. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director. <laughs> Versus Dryden Voss from Solo, A Star Wars Story. Oh. I believe 
We've been introduced. Yeah, this is Han Solo and uh, Chewbacca. They're with me. I'm Dryden Voss. I see you've already met my top lieutenant. Han and I grew up together on Corellia. Oh, fellow scrum rat. Well, I admire anyone who can crawl their way out of a sewer, especially a sewer as putrid as Corellia. Stench, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> well, it's good to have you. Welcome. And you too, Chewbacca. Welcome. All right. Let's eat a little, drink a lot, and talk private. All right, Doc. You know what to do. Hold on. Let me put on my thong and my clear heels because I'm going to the polls, boys. Uh, $20 is $20, baby. Get them singles ready. Hold up. All right. Going to the face bizzle. Let's see. Uh, oh, we got a lot of votes this week. Interesting. Oh, shit. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Holy cow. I didn't see this one coming. That's what she said. That's what she said. Exactly. And, and then well, she rubbed her eye. Uh, Orson Krennic is over by a landslide. He received 100% of the votes Damn. on Facebook. Let me move what? to. Yeah, Dryden Voss got nothing. Zero. Zilch not. All right, let me look at, at uh, Instagram over here. Hold on. Let's see Instagram, was <laughs> Instagram 50-50, which is a little more of a uh, a spread that, that I want to see. Who won? <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see some comments over here. Sloppy T37 says, Dryden Voss due to cool mini double-ended lightsaber type weapon. Director Krennic failed to, to deliver the Death Star on time, and clearly a giant, easy-to-destroy space station isn't a great idea, as all three of them were destroyed relatively easy. Do we have three Death Stars? Uh, okay. Um, let's go back to Facebook here. Okay, John M. Wright, New Force Order. Krennic is moreover. Vision with lines on his face was barely meant... Sorry, Vision with lines on his face was barely menacing. Krennic showed his menace, his power, his intimidation. He even smiled after being choked by Vader and surviving. That's because he likes getting choked out during sex. Um, Holly Garland, if Doc doesn't intro this as Bib Fortuna, like the last time Critic faced Tarkin, it doesn't count. Ah, Masay Yoda, we have a Wakuna, and the Dreaded Voice versus Krennic. Let me tell you, I was on Cameo the other day, and I almost paid $50 to have the guy who did Bib Fortuna in Empire Strikes Back, do an NFO intro for us, but he doesn't. He doesn't sound like Bib Fortuna anymore. That's the problem. All right, Adam DeJanes, tough call. Honestly, don't get too attached to either. Guess Krennic, both heartless pricks though. But happy you're at the hundredth episode, you scruffy nerve herders. So that is our comments from the social media platforms. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys. All of you, all six of you guys, you guys can send us an email regarding this segment or anything else regarding to the show at newforceorder at yahoo.com. Now, we're going to go to the emails right now. Wait, I got one more comment. Hold on. On, on, on right, Twitter. My bad. My bad. Justin Roberts at JustinFootball1. I say Voss because he has a sinister side that we didn't even get to scratch the surface of. Also, look who his boss was. Hashtag, I stand with Gina Carano. Nice. All right. So newforceorder at yahoo.com is the email address you guys can send your emails to. We're going to go to the emails right now. Our first email is from Christopher Thompson. Hey, yo. 
Who's more over? I'm going with Dryden Voss. Uh, Dryden, not Drayden, but okay, Dryden Voss. Cool little mini lightsaber dagger, dagger type weapon. Also, Krennic failed to deliver a Death Star in time. A, uh, a giant, easily destroyed space station weapon which failed and was destroyed by some space-faring ragtag alliance in all three of its incarnations. I guess he's calling... Um, Starkiller. Starkiller. Star yeah. You would think they had learned the idea didn't work or make them harder to destroy. How can a few explosive charges bring down a huge weapon space station like Starkiller base or one space jockey in an old X-Wing can destroy the Death Star? What a way to wipe out millions of Empire employees, Krennic. Anyone with anyone would think they were working on a population control agenda. Whoa, wrong podcast, kid. Anyway, I was I was a bit behind on the podcast, so I've caught up now. Shit news about Gina Carano being fired. If they decide not to kill off the character, who would you like to see pick up the role? Hard act to follow as re as regardless of her political views or how she feels about things. Katana did an incredible job. I don't agree with her point of view on everything, but I agree she's allowed to have an opinion. I enjoyed hearing her different opinions. I am not allowed to enjoy her acting unless I agree with all of her worldviews. Why do you? Pe why do people think they have the right to decide that for me? Pisses me off. Yeah, I don't like some things she said, but I choose to still watch her and enjoy her fantastic fictional character. Oh well, rant over, guys. Sorry about the change in the font. I can't be arses to go back to change it. Podcast is good. Get yourselves on Discord. I mocked up one to show you lots of hot photos of Natalie Portman. All right. Oh, anyway. I'm in. <laughs> anyway, I'm off to Tesco to buy. Send some me tea. the invite. <laughs> I'm off to Tesco to go buy some tea and crumpets. Chris in the UK. Good question. What do you guys think of as far as uh, who should take the role? I got it. Ready? Amy Schumer. Shut up. <laughs> Out of here. Uh, nobody don't recast it. I don't think they should recast it. People right, were I, saying Lucy Lawless. Yeah, I, yeah Lucy I Lawless. I don't think they should recast it. They should let it let it let it stand. She's off somewhere being a ranger. And how, if how, they ever work their crap out, they could have her back sometime. How about they really stick it to the feminist agenda? Recast the guy in her role. <laughs> <laughs> would never happen. We know that. Hilarious. Um, if you if, you if you can put that out there, they're gonna make uh, Revan Cannon, and it's gonna be a female. Um, oh, Revan, baby. Yeah, that's most likely gonna happen, though, man. You know. What do you call it? Um, there's talks that uh, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers, is pissed with them too, because she was supposed to have a prominent role in Rangers, and now that she's not uh, involved, supposedly uh, they 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 put. It, Things got put on the chopping block or something, and uh, he's he's kind of pissed about that. So I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but we'll see. Uh, next email, Homeboy eighty eight, episode one hundred. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Now you know you know what y'all want to do. Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. Never mind. Doc doesn't know Mace. Uh huh. Yeah. What y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers? On the low from the Jake and the Taurus. Trying to get anyway, happy 100 to the NFO. Big, big props and thank you for 
the 100 episodes of entertainment, to the Darth Revan's kiss, Revan's snot cannon, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I get abused, man. I'm telling you. I saw you weren't even bro. here. <laughs> By the way, I made my own GGP action figure. I took my ECW Chris Candido figure, well, I'm honest, ripped his head off, and glued on Stone Cold Steve Austin says, and bam, $5,000, $50,000 saved. I kid, I kid. Keep up the great work, guys. I'll be listening to the podcast over here in L.A. with John Roca drinking mimosas, listening to the... Oh, shit, I hit the wrong button. Hold on. My bad. I just deleted his email. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's what we Whoops. think about you, homeboy idiot. All right. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I got to get back to this fucking thing. All right. Next email <clears throat> JV, WMO. Who's moreover? Oh, he put all the who's moreovers together. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, whoever that is. Next he, email. Uh, he did a fantastic job of getting them all together, which was awesome. Suggestion for future who's moreover uh, Death, Death Star versus Millennium Falcon. Cassian Andor versus Young Han Solo. Django Fett versus Captain Phasma. Interrogator Droid versus Bespin. Mining Scan Grid. Greedo versus DJ. General Hux versus Beckett. George Lucas versus Ivan Kirshner. As far as directing goes, OG Stormtrooper 2015 Stormtrooper Update. Probe Droid versus Drug Decca. Ashoka versus Ventress. Jen Urso versus Kira. Luke from Empire. Luke from Return of the Jedi. Dash Rendar versus Han Solo. Really, guy? That was horrible. IG-88 versus K2SO. Imperial Snow Trooper versus Imperial Scout Trooper. These are all great stuff. We're gonna, Anybody we're else? Gonna, Shit. We're going to steal them. And say we, came up with, <laughs> we came up with our own. Everybody versus everybody. The next 100 episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking more IG... Uh, what was the name? IG-11? Um, again, K2SO. These are both kind of yeah. fans of favorite. I like that one. Oh, we'll see. We see. We'll see. We'll see if we come up with a good idea. Maybe we maybe we'll do K2S over IG11 or IG88 or whatever. I don't know. A good idea. Well, good job. Uh, Tim Gilby, who's moreover? Hey, NFO guys, this week I'm picking Krennic, even the even though your former producer won't understand why. <laughs> he, was, he was a badass, and I wish he could have had more time with him. Well, guys, 100 episodes. Yeah? Thank you for all the entertainment. Always being consistent. Always being straight up and to the point and always not giving a fuck about what other people think. P.S. Did you know Yoda had a last name? Um, it was Lehiku. Oh, God. Heaven. <laughs> oh, my God. Yoda <laughs> Lehiku. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking That's Tim, bro. That's so bad. Great. Shout out to Tim. Hold on a second. Uh, trying to get this running on our show, and it's saying that the guest is unavailable. Next one, Justin Moxley. NFO for life. Krennic was like a little hedge fund bitch who only got his job because of daddy's money. Voss was a badass fund. Ba Voss was a badass, funded by Maul. So therefore, he's moreover. Congratulations on 100 episodes. You're by far my go-to place for all my Star Wars news. But you're not as sexy as the Star Wars girl. Well, of course not. And where the fuck has Big Man been? Well, he's right here, sunshine. So go get your fucking shine box, Justin. And go wax, <laughs> Tom, wax off the Star Wars girl. 
Salute, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Okay. I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you, for crying out? What's, what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean right. to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salute. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking hey, mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on! Come on! Let him go. Let his fucking button at the face. Have fun. Uh, big, <laughs> BS Master Dust. 100 episodes. Wow. Congratulations on 100 episodes. That's an amazing accomplishment. I really have no idea who the two guys for who more over are. So I figured I'd just wish you a happy 100th episode. Thank you for all your awesome content. And the for life. Really? You didn't know who the fucking guys were? And you call yourself a Star Wars fan? All right. I love um, how Papa does burying like our day one fans. It's the best. <laughs> well, I'm not burying them to be mean, but, you know, what the fuck? You say you're a fucking fan and you're not, you, you don't know who the fucking Dryden Voss is or... Dude, I was like watching uh, reaction videos and people were like, who has a green lightsaber? I was like, oh my God. Wow. He, yeah, I was watching that and people were like, who could this be? I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these people, they just need to get smacked around. Go back to Trekkieville. Anyway, next next guy. Is from your mom takes it in the Miller. Okay, 100 episodes. Great kid, don't get cocky. Speaking of cocky, how's your mother? I'm just kidding. A very hello, deep pop. A very, a very well earned congratulations to you fellas for reaching 100 episodes. You've officially hit syndication. And can retire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, if we do the math here, in 100 episodes, that means my mom's sexual preferences have been brought up maybe 200 times. At least. <laughs> Congratulations, nonetheless, guys. I can honestly say there isn't a show I look forward to more each week. To be even cheesier, you guys, your guys' podcast has been the cure for has been the cure-all during a number of tough days for me and will always deliver it strong. Thank you. Let's go for 100 more. Well, you're welcome, man. That means a lot to me. Thank you. For who's more over this week, I'm going with Krennic for a couple reasons. The most entertaining of these being that, according to Wikipedia, his name is Orson. Between that and being a sniveling bitch, I'm guessing Krennic probably got stuffed in a locker a few times in the Imperial Academy. However, compared to his competition this week, it's hard not to pick a guy who had a hand who had a hand in building a planet-killing there he is! Space Station, even if he let it get leaked to the Rebels like a wrestling stooge. So once again, happy 100th NFO, but don't get all big-headed now. To quote the immortal Darth Vader, speaking to your to our friend Orson Krennic, be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Next one, nice. next one is from Larry Her Herndon. Okay, congratulations on the episode milestone. 
did Greeks invent shooting first or just Greedo? Krennic is more over. Also, GGP, find a copy of the Rebellion board game with the Rise of the Empire expansion. Okay. As far as Greeks shooting first, you best believe it. You don't believe in me? Ask my wife. She'll tell you. Um, so that's it. Queen of the Sith here, vacationing on Korriban, had to uh, <laughs> jump on and say hi real quick. Uh, NFO, 100 episodes. It's It's been one hell of a fucking year. And I want to thank you guys for everything that you've done for me and the rest of us in the NFO family. Just the no filter, no rules, no bullshit. Just thank you for everything and being yourselves and um, bringing on guests like Chris Feehan and John Paul Ragusa. Just you've helped me and a lot of people find our place within the fandom. And I just, I think that's what makes it all work is you're not the typical Star Wars podcast and uh, I'm not the typical female Star Wars fan. So thank you for everything. Love you guys and signing off the only way I know how to. I hate you. What's up, Provar? What's, What's going on? on? Provar, <laughs> Took a little bit. Sorry, sorry guys. Good to That's be here. Right. You're, you, you just got in the middle of Who's Moreover. We're comparing uh, Krennic to, Dry, uh, to Dryden Voss. So, Who's Moreover? Go! Ooh, uh, I have to say Krennic just because we know more about him, but I'm intrigued to know what's going on with Dryden Voss prior to uh, Solo. But as of right now, I'd say Krennic. Cool. Chris? I'd have to say Krennic. I, I liked everything I did see, even though he was a little weasel. He was uh, your typical evil imperial officer. Liked his outfit, liked the cape. And I think he was a lot more developed. Uh, Voss, we really didn't get to see much. And uh, he looked like he was just a puppet being played uh, by Maul anyway. So he wasn't really the, the guy in command. Underrated capes. Yeah, <laughs> capes are real underrated. Spiro, you're up. I'm going with Krennic, even though he was bitched out, jobbed out. But, uh, again, like like they said, you know, we saw more of him. We know more of him. But on the flip side, you know, that makes Voss a little bit more interesting. I'm sure, you know, there's people that would like to know more about him. But at the end of the day, man, he was nothing more than a puppet, not only to Maul, but to, uh, what's her name? Kira, right? Yeah, so f fucking idiot. So yeah, man, Krennic. Ravishing <laughs> one, you're up. I have to say, Krennic. He was all around a well fleshed out character. Uh, he played his part so well. Ben Mendelsohn is a terrific actor. So was uh, what's his face too? The guy who plays Vision. But Voss was pretty much his first name. Dry. He was dry. I didn't care at all about his character i was more interested in what was going on with the rest of the movie and didn't care about him he just seemed like a throwaway character although i do think they added him last minute anyway so there's that so i mean i guess you can't fault him but krennic he fired off all cylinders he, he i hated him you know what i mean he was a little weasel so i think that that's great you know what i mean i was invested in his character Docky doc i'm here uh so um 
let's see. Uh, both fantastic uh, actors, Ben Mendelsohn and Paul Bentley, did a fantastic job doing their 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 various villains in the Star Wars universe. Um, I'm gonna give Voss the nod because he just he looked a little more menacing to me, um, and the fact that Krennic really relinquished control of the Death Star to almost by force, you know, but to Tarkin without a fight really kind of like put him in a different light to me it's like how do you bring this massive idea and this massive space station up and then you know give it up without a fight which kind of annoyed me about him um and i like the whole underworld black sun connection to darth maul and the whole you know squiggly lines on his face and his weapons um, because uh, Voss got down when when push came to shove, and you could see in his little throne room, he had collected those trophies from other beings and other races and other things that we saw inside there. Um, one of them was potentially a Knights of Ren staff. So uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Voss. Pop. Uh, I was going to pick Voss because I thought everyone was going to pick Krennic, but since you picked Voss and you stole my thunder, I, I don't know where to go now. Um, Krennic I thought was great He was a conniver um, I do agree with you He was a little bitch that he just gave up control But unfortunately when you're in the Empire You gotta adhere to your superiors No matter what the uh, What the decisions or what the orders are So that's unfortunately A victim of circumstance But he was like the conniving Backstabbing wrestler who's trying to play politics Trying to go to the booker To get the finish change <laughs> of the match and then Vader had to put the squeeze on him and tell him not to choke on your aspirations and get the hell out of my office. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I like Dryden Voss. I agree with you that he looked a little menacing when he got pissed off. The little flares came on in his face. But the fact that he was able to, to fight and actually put up a fight uh, with uh, Kira, even though Kira kicked the shit out of him and killed him, um, I kind of like the ambiance and the 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 aura he brought out because he was very calm and collected almost like a jake the snake until you very fucking missed it. yeah very classy and then once he snapped you know you, you knew you're you, you knew you done fucked up you done fucked up now you know and then uh you know uh the fact that like you said his trophy room we saw mandalorian armor there that means he killed the mandalorian or maybe he just bought it on eBay. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, it was just, it, it added to the mystique of the character. Now, if they flesh out the character in a series or backstories or whatever, who knows? It might lose its appeal. But uh, I'm going to go with Voss on this one. So that's me. But, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can send your emails regarding this segment. Who's moreover? And I promise not to delete them like I did, Homeboy88. My bad, Homeboy. Right? Um, <laughs> Send them to newforceorder at yahoo.com regarding this segment or anything regarding the new force order. You can tell us how great we are, how bad we are. Tell us about a certain topic from a certain point of view that we're going to touch on later on our other segment. But if you have a cool subject you want us to touch on, go ahead. You have a toy that you're on the fence about buying? Doc has it, guaranteed. He'll review it on his Tatooine show. Or if you know that you can't afford it, Doc has it. He'll go over it, He'll go over it on his Tatooine show. So either which way, you got the best of both worlds. So anyhow, let's go back to our regularly scheduled program. Did you guys know that Darth Vader had second thoughts about turning Luke to the dark side? 
I did know this. I did know this. Before Return of the Jedi? You knew this. I did. Well, I really didn't know this until uh, I read the issue 10 of Darth Vader that came out a couple of days ago. Um, it shows, you know, Vader is in this uh, this battle with uh, some some other uh, near-do-well who... Um, Red is, Horror. Yeah, exactly. Is uh, The Red Horror is in his brain and is kind of dragging out all these thoughts that Vader has suppressed and deep down and... This is, again, after Empire Strikes Back. So he sees an alternate version of what had happened between Vader and Luke, where Luke gets the upper hand of Vader. And instead of Vader chopping off Luke's hand, it's vice versa. So Vader's on his knees. His hand is off. And, you know, the seminal moment of the Star Wars universe where Vader tells him, I am your father, doesn't come from a point of power, but it comes from a point of Vader being submissive now. And, you know, seeing his hand chopped off, he looks down. He says, I'm your father. As in, like, show me mercy. And then he turns to Luke and gives him the same speech he gives him about, you know, joining me and we'll fight the Emperor. And it was interesting because it kind of came from the opposite direction. It wasn't Vader reaching out and telling Luke, you know, I want you to join the dark side and be with me so we can rule the galaxy. It was more so of a, of a defeated Vader now asking his son for help to kind of come back and to defeat his master and to, you know, hopefully bring light to the, to the galaxy. So I thought it was a, a very, you know, I never thought about that scene in the opposite. What would happen from there? And from a certain point of view, it's actually a very interesting kind of concept where Vader being defeated and kind of telling Luke almost like in his last dying and, you know, as, as an, as an, a, a mercy, Hey, look, I'm your dad. Um, and I think you and I could, help the universe by doing this um so i think you know as usual the marvel comics are dipping into things that are very very kind of like um deep and it gives us this you know further understanding of these characters that we love so much and seeing what was rolling through their heads and what was you know their thought process in these pivotal moments that we so you know know and love it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, right. They they they're they're multi layering all these characters, adding more uh, more layers to to certain characters. In this case, it's Vader, making him more humanized, as opposed to more uh, mechanic, if you will. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, seeing something from a different point of view and how it even though it's all just you know hallucinations, but it really deep. It really adds layers to when Vader hesitated on Return of the Jedi on Endor when he turns his back on Luke, knowing that Luke's his enemy and he's in cuffs, but he knows Luke can break the cuff and he sees that he uh, has a new lightsaber constructed and all this stuff and how he has that little heart-to-heart moment with Luke talking about how Obi-Wan once thought how you did, you know, as opposed to him saying, you dumb fuck, I, I get... You, I gave you the world. We could have had it together, and you blew it away, or whatever the case may be. I mean, maybe it's just me, my interpretation. I don't know. What are you guys thoughts? I'd always thought that he had, uh, he was pretty much showing his cards right there when they're on that bridge, and he was talking to him. He was pretty much showing his cards like there was a hint of regret the way he talked to Luke right there. But then, as soon as you think. He's like Luke's getting through to him. He's like, ah, nah, you'll you'll call. He's your new master now. And then you're like, ah, well, my father truly is dead. 
So I thought that was really cool. And almost like you could see through Vader's mask, like, oh, that kind of stung a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought I was getting Maybe not. You jabbed me right back. But I always thought that when watching Return of the Jedi, I was like, Man, this is such an underrated scene that not a lot of people talk about. Like, just shades of Vader pretty much being Anakin right there and and being happy that, I don't know if you want to call it happy, but almost relieved that Luke accepts him as his father. And uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, this this actually proves Kenobi wrong when he said that he's more machine than man. Obviously, uh, a large chunk of his humanity is still in there. And, uh, well, you know, that scene, looking it through through this lens, it kind of it gives you the, the feel, so to speak, especially me being being a father and I live away from my two older sons. Um, you know, something like that would, I guess, I don't know. I, I just really appreciate that scene a whole lot more now. You know what I'm saying? It seems like in spite of everything, in spite of all the crazy circuit, he's looking for as normal, as normal of a father-son relationship that could be forged under these ridiculous circumstances. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, the what? Ahead, I just find these side stories interesting. I, I think we had talked about back when we uh, were talking about the first, the second season of Mandalorian, the Marshall character was appeared in the comics, actually appeared in the comics as somebody who acquired the Boba Fett armor. Again, I love these side stories. I love these other little uh, uh, views into the mindset of these characters. Whether or not they're canon doesn't really matter. You, like you always say... Uh, uh, what's better than <laughs> Star Wars? More, more Star fucking Wars. Star Wars. More, more fucking, fucking Star, Star Wars. Wars. Anything, yeah. anything in that universe that's interesting, that's well written, that's well, well done in a comic, in a in a book, in anything, I'm all for it. So, uh, I, I, more power to them for bringing that comic to life, and I hope uh, somehow some of that makes it into canon at some point. Well, uh, one thing's for sure. For all the shit show that happened with the sequel trilogy, as far as the lack of connective tissue of the of the films talking to each other, Marvel has picked up the slack, in my opinion, and has added a lot of connective tissues uh, and fixing a lot of plot points and plot holes uh, regarding the original trilogy connected to the prequel trilogy, so on and so forth. Even in the books, too, um, you know, people say. Uh, you know, the whole Death Star thing was stupid. Well, they, they made Rogue One movie, which explains why, it, you know, the exhaust port leads to the main reactor. It was a setup on purpose. Um, they, the whole thing on Empire Strikes Back when they, on Hoth, when they find um, the rebels, Darth Vader goes, yeah, I bet you Skywalker's with them too. How the fuck did he know his name was Skywalker when the Emperor originally told him that he's the son of Anakin Skywalker? You know what I'm saying? He kind of contradicting himself well they explained it in the, the comic book that that uh boba fett uh before yep. empire told him his last name was skywalker the guy who blew up the death star and then shit started building and and and, and it kind of adds even more to the scene in return of the jedi where he goes my son is with them on endo i have felt them and then uh palpatine goes funny i am not you know and then he goes are you sure your feelings on this matter is where they're supposed to be or whatever he fucking said in that cool ass fucking emperor voice? 
You know what I mean? Hi, this is that Yoda guy, Nick Maley, saying congratulations to Nfo on their 100th anniversary episode. Well done, guys. I guess the force was with you. Yeah. Some, they, they take one line that meant something yesterday, and they totally change it. Totally change it to mean something else. Something similar that we do, right, Doc? Yes. Here on New Force Order, we have a segment called From a Certain Point of View, where we look at a line, a scene, a moment of Star Wars, where at one point it meant something to you on the face surface value. But as more things come out, as you think about it more, as you start to put the two and two together and see the puzzle for what it is, it may mean something different from a certain point of view. So, ladies and gentlemen, on this segment tonight, this is going to be a dope segment. Doc brought up this fucking this gimmick to me during the week, and I popped for it. But we're gonna, I'm gonna elevate it to another degree, Jock, if you don't mind. We're gonna talk about foreshadowing in Star Wars. Um, that is the that is the topic in a certain point of view, and you might be scratching your head after you're done eating your Cheetos and saying, "What do you mean?" Well, this is what I mean. There's a line in Return of the Jedi where Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, is on the low ground. And Luke Skywalker is on the scaffold. And Vader looks <laughs> up to him and goes, Anakin, uh, goes to him, Obi-Wan has taught you well. In 83, that meant nothing. Because it meant that he's just a great Jedi. But after the prequels, we all know about the high ground and the benefits of having it. And that's why he throws the saber at him and the scaffold comes falling down and Luke's come, Luke's comes crashing down. Now it means something else. Why foreshadowing? Right? It, was it foreshadowing or was it just clever editing or clever writing? Right? Um, another line uh, was the, uh, the prequels. When Obi-Wan's on the Death Star. No, when Obi-Wan is on the ship after saving Palpatine and he's knocked out. And Anakin, leave him. We don't have time. And Anakin goes to the to Palpatine. Uh, his fate will be just oh, will be just like our own or whatever. It'll be just same as ours. And what happens? All three men died on the Death Star in episode four. Clever writing or foreshadowing? Is it deep, you know, layering? And here's the kicker which Doc originally said. Here's the cherry on the Sunday. The villains in the prequel trilogy perfectly foreshadow the rise of Darth Vader. Darth Maul was a Sith consumed by hatred. Count Dooku was a fallen Jedi. And General Grievous was a cyborg. Mm. Vader is all three of these. foreshadowing so does this add a different point of view to each character's dynamic now does the does does these lines that we were talking about in scenes do they change now in retrospect let's hear let's go around the table and find out what all you handsome individuals think I, i think absolutely i think as you get older too different lines have different meanings to you even between the movies, there was foreshadowing lines like when um, Yoda says, uh, when uh, Obi-Wan says uh, that boys are only hope and Yoda says, no, there is another. 
Is he talking about Leia? Is he talking about now in retrospect, Ray, you know, 30 years later? You look at you have to look at it now as a whole, and those lines have totally different meetings and totally different uh, gravitas depending on how much of the Star Wars universe you've seen. So I think it, it's a very good point that lines mean different things as you watch the movies and as you watch more Star Wars, you make more connections, and you're hoping that there is some rhyme or reason behind that. It's not just coincidence that some of these writers are actually trying to weave that in in some manner into into the storyline. You know what, man? I, I definitely feel like like it's that. Like it's these writers trying to weave all all this stuff like like Papa Don said also. Um, you know, they they dropped the ball with the sequel trilogy, but now they're going back to the well and, and they're sort of connecting everything pr properly. Um you know, when it comes to Vader, was this clever writing in the part of uh, George Lucas when he created Grievous and he created Maul and all? I mean, I think it falls in line with what Star Wars is. And we've said this many times, Star Wars is like poetry. It all rhymes. And I definitely do feel that it's all a part of this creative process it started with with george and it continues with all these guys who well you know like john favreau filoni and so forth and so forth you know ryan johnson yeah uh, I'm, I'm, who i'm sorry <laughs> who, who's that um thank I, you thank I'm, you yes sometimes i'm maybe and then sometimes i think we try to get Chicken salad on chicken shit. So, <laughs> like soup salad, these, soup salad. Maybe, and I'm like, ah, no, it's just a lucky coincidence. So I'm kind of weird when it comes to that. I'm like, sure, we can warp it however we want and and say that, uh, and it, it it seems cool. But then I'm just like, nah, man, it's just, it's just that's just how it happened to fall into place. I'm kind of real when it comes to that. But uh, I do think it is cool when you. You can definitely use some of it in that aspect and um, wrap it around, like, uh, I guess, a certain point of view or logic. And it does seem cool, especially like the um, the Maul, Grievous, and uh, Dooku comparison. That, that's cool. But I think a lot of it's just it's just there. You know what I mean? But that's just me being like, ah, <laughs> that's all that is. Cool, I think what about you, my friend? writers of like with the comics of the expanded universe way back in, in the day before the prequel the before the prequels before the sequels i think a lot of the authors that cared so much about star wars that is that are so passionate about it they found ways to put a new twist on something or make it make sense i thought as a fan one of the biggest things when when i was reading heir to the empire dark force rising the last command when the Luke clone shows up and that revelation is uh, he was cloned from the hand and the lightsaber. Just tying that together, taking something that you totally forgot about, that Luke's hand, you didn't forget about it, but you just assumed the hand was chopped off and it went down the shaft and float, you know, like floated off into space somewhere. I, I think the very, I think the more passionate and creative writers find ways to intertwine and make things make um, mean more, if that makes sense. What is, 
the Luke that shows up at the end of Mandalorian is the Luke clone. <gasps> you spell it with two U's. L-U-U-K-E. Oh, oh, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> they just might, though, you know. It's, it's good. Like it is. <laughs> Socks. Uh, so that that thing that I sent you about the whole the, um, link between Vader and the the three villains from the prequel trilogy kind of blew my mind when I when I looked at it because you know I think peripherally you look at like Grievous you're like oh yeah Grievous is definitely kind of like the prototype for potentially Vader uh, you know a, a carbon based life form that got injured and now is you know relying on a suit. But then looking at the fallen Jedi of um, Doku and the the anger that made um, Maul, it really makes sense that George had put, and as he should, uh, you know, and the reason why we're we're all you know sitting here talking about this now, a hundred episodes later, put his time in thinking about these things and about trying to weave a story that that had inferences from stuff that we did previously that that affected what's happening now you know the small little threads that came through the whole the whole mythos of star wars and it's it's you sit back and you're like wow like thank you because if it wasn't for stuff like this and people like george lucas who can really tell a story you may not be able to write dialogue but he can tell a story um and (laughs) do things to us that we don't even know. You know, I think the best part that you could do, whatever job you do, is is you could be under the radar and do the intangibles that other people can't do. Um, and George does that. He does that in spades. So does Filoni. So does Favreau. They really, like Chris said earlier, you know, pull on the heartstrings and know which buttons to push and know how to perfectly weave a story in that. And seeing that, and you know, that foreshadowing that should that should be in every good story like stephen king does it extremely well he's another person who who's fantastic at it so is m night Shyamalan. you know doing things that you when you look back you're like oh shit i should have seen that coming oh shit like it was right in front of me the whole time um like that line that boba says you know during the um the mandalorian where he was like oh you know i'm just a simple man trying to make my way to the galaxy like my father before me and that's when I said, fuck, they're going to do the Luke thing and Papadon's going to be right and I'm going to hear it for the rest of my life. Um, it's shit like that that really gives you what you need as a reader, as a viewer, as a watcher, as a fan and makes you appreciate how good this actually is on that base level, but then how am- truly, truly amazing it is once you really dig deep into stuff like this. Um couple things one uh chris you blew my mind just now uh because i never even put or even thought about ray being no there is another 30 years later i never thought of that so thank you for putting that in my mind because i always thought that was a plot a plot hole because both yoda and kenobi were there at the birth of leia and luke so he knows they're both siblings and they're both force sensitive. So granted, from what I understand initially, the second sequel trilogy was supposed to be Luke looking for his sister 
and the, both of them were going to tackle down the Emperor at the end of episode 9. They all condensed it into episode 6 because Lucas didn't think that the actors were going to sign on for more movies, right? Especially Harrison. So, whatever. Um, but that's very interesting because we know that Yoda always meditates in looking into the future, proven into the prequels. We just, you just added like another layer to that scene for me. So, thank you. Um, as far as the foreshadowing goes, yeah, man, I am, I don't agree with Roe when he said that it's just there. I don't think Luke does, uh, Lucas does that. To me, I think, I think that it's full of foreshadowing. Even in episode four, where we see Aunt Peru and Uncle Owen, uh, toasted, and then we see, and then we just leave it at that. And then we see Boba Fett being told no more disintegrations. Makes you go, what did he disintegrate? Who got disintegrated? Oh, shit. Fucking Amperu and Uncle Owen was disintegrated in the first movie. Is that related? Could be. Never explained. People fathom that it did, that they, that they, it was. I would think so. Why else would Vader go, no disintegration? Lucas put it in there, right? So, I look. I loved I love deep diving into shit like this and coming out the other side with a different uh, viewpoint or analysis regarding a certain matter or a certain um, line because it just makes the love of Star Wars so much greater for me. I would say probably for all of us, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, it's fun to talk about. Correct. So that's why this is one of my favorite segments, talking about certain point of view, because... Again, I'm like blown back right now because now I'm looking at that scene from a different point of view because we knew Yoda used to look into the future and even fathom thinking he saw Ray. Not once. That's fucking awesome. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Yo, law infidels, that's right, it's the true Death Star, Hacker Hameen, addressing those morons in a galaxy far, far away directly. So hear me now, NFO podcast, that's right, it's your episode 100, so yes, rise and praise, because it's Sith over strong all day long at hackerhameen.podbean.com. Yo, law NFO podcast. <laughs> but... Let's talk about alternating timelines. I want to get into this because I know I know I know Crowbar chomping at the bits. Chomping at, chomping the, at bit. the bits. Um, <laughs> for you people who don't know what we're talking about out there, there's rumors going around that they're going to, and we've talked about this, you know, in the past episodes, that there's rumors going around that Lucasfilm and Disney may or may not revamp the sequel trilogy. Meaning that the certain the certain theories that are going around is that. At one point, uh, the sequel trilogies were it, and that's it. We're done. Now, now, because of the success of The Mandalorian, they're saying that it comes down to Ahsoka Tano. And she is the linchpin, meaning that because of what happened in Rebels between the worlds between worlds, when Ezra pulled her out of dying and getting killed by Darth Vader, he altered the timeline. And in one timeline, we have where she dies, and that goes into Jedi, and that eventually goes into seven, eight, nine. And the other timeline where she lives goes into Jedi, nothing changes, and then goes into Mandalorian era, which we're at right now, where we get to see Luke 
take his first disciple, his first student, in Grogu. But initially, it was said in canon that Kylo was his first student when he turned the age of 10. And on top of that, um, uh, with Ahsoka, at the end of Episode 9, chanting you know, uh, to Rey with all the other dead Jedis, uh, Filoni comes out and says, well, you know, just because she said it doesn't mean she was dead. She could have been just talking through the Force from across the galaxy. But at the same time, she was the only one that wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that people yeah. are saying, well, she's dead because she died in that timeline. That's what she was able to talk. And in this other alternating timeline, she's not dead, obviously. And she doesn't sound the same because now it's Rosario Dawson playing the role. So I'm thinking... There's some fuel or there's some smoke behind this fire. But uh, let's just touch base on it. Go ahead, Crowbar. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hot tag. First of all, I think it's great for the simple reason we go back to wrestling. Keep it simple, stupid. It's not difficult. Ahsoka lives. And because of that, she interacts with Mando, tells Mando to put Grogu on, on the rock. Connects with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker gets his first student way ahead of Kylo Ren. It's 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 not a hard concept for hardcore fans or casual fans to grasp. It's the fact that this person lived, and when that happened, it changed this whole timeline. Now, the people that like Ryan Johnson's absolute piece of garbage and uh, the whole sequel trilogy, I you I always. Star Wars is great. I love what I'd rather have crappy Star Wars than no Star Wars at all. But if we could reroute this thing where it brings in Thrawn and some of the EU characters and you get a Luke Skywalker that we respect and that a badass Jedi with these crazy powers. And now you see the Jed Jedi Academy. I'm all for this. I mean, and again, it's not a far-fetched idea to pitch. It's Real simple. This person lived, and because of that, Grogu did not fall into the hands of the Empire, and we go on this alternate timeline. I think it's, I think the simplicity of it makes it great. The the only holdup is casual fans may or may not have seen Rebels, and they would have to do some kind of flashback or something to explain it. Uh. Oh, my. Uh, 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 anytime the word alternate timeline get thrown up i really really want to bang my head against the wall because i feel it's under these circumstances under (laughs) to to save star wars or or i would also i would like the whole sequel truly erased but i i would be totally for a sequel trilogy that takes place before the terrible end sequel trilogy that somehow resembles the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. That as well. Um, I, I just don't see Disney doing this because they spent so much money dumping into this and for them to reverse, you know, now put it in reverse would be a, uh, a really odd move by them when they really haven't done that before. You know, the whole reboot of the Star Trek franchise under J.J. was, I think, a good idea. I think, you know, branching the timelines from there and showing a different 
uh, situation that potentially happened with different characters was a good thing for that. It could kind of, you know, breathe a new life into there. But I don't think Star Wars needs new life to be breathed into it. I think Star Wars needs the right stories told within the context of what we're at right now. Um, and I think once you start doing the alternate timeline stuff and branching out, like you said, it, you know, the, you need context for it. You need to kind of, the casual fan is going to kind of get lost. And be like, well, what about the last three movies that I saw that you guys made me dump all this money in merch and, and tickets and popcorn and whatever? And do they not count anymore? Um, and then you're going to have like, you know, the, uh, the, the SJWs on the uh, hashtag. I stand with the, with the sequel trilogy. Um, so it, I think they could find a different way to kind of do the similar things, what we're talking about here without throwing away some of the good stuff that they've done over there. Um, regardless i'm curious to see where it's going to go and how it's going to go down and if they do choose to do the alternate timeline thing exactly how they're going to do it because if they think they were playing with fire before with the with, with the sequel trilogy if they go down an alt timeline that retcons the sequel trilogy they're going to have to do it very very carefully because it's going to be like a you know walking through a uh, a minefield with clown shoes for them because if they just take one misstep it's going to be missing legs oh I'll man say, i'll even say this not a fan of how luke was treated in the last jedi but because i wanted to see that powerful luke that we saw at the end of mandalorian if they could do something between that moment and mandalorian we, we get to see Luke as the powerful Jedi that we all want to see him as with the Jedi Academy and yada, yada, yada. And if they could write something in that explains why he's in this hobo state in, uh, in uh, The Last Jedi where he's like a, a homeless person who wants to give up on it. If they could explain that and I still get to see the Luke I want to see. And if that's his end and it makes sense, it's not what I wanted, but I'd be okay with it. Yeah, but I'm, maybe I'm being selfish saying I was so dissatisfied with this that I just want a whole new timeline. And I'm up on Rebels. I'm up on the Clone Wars and all this makes sense to me. Whereas the casual moviegoer will have no idea what's going on unless no. they find a way. I don't think you're being selfish. I think you're being very selfless because you want you want to fix, you want the fans to get the proper Star Wars, not this fucking trash, this heap of steaming pile of shit that we got from <laughs> Ryan Johnson and He's back. cunt fucking Kennedy. You know, man, I was, you know, normally I would be against this whole alter, uh, alternate timeline thing. I even said, listen, just let it be. Fuck it, move on. Let's concentrate on other stories and giving us the best Star Wars possible going forward. But if there's a possible chance that we can erase the filth of the last fucking Jedi and everything shitty that they've done, then I'm all fucking for it, man. And let me tell you something, man. Is there any way that we can find a way to where we can also retcon Ryan Johnson ever making a movie or Kathleen Kennedy ever, ever being involved with fucking Star Wars. Oh, I, I love mean, it. Please, let me know anybody out there that, that knows any way that we can do this, legal or illegally, of course. <laughs> Send us an email, you know. That's a hashtag. 
the entire Ryan Johnson, whatever he's done. Retcon Ryan Johnson. Retcon that motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, I'm in the camp of, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the new the new movies. I liked elements of the first one. I liked elements of the third one. I thought they had to do a lot, uh, way too many callbacks just to placate everybody in the third one because of the mess that was The Last Jedi. Having said that, I think there's absolutely no need to do a new timeline. I think it would alienate the casual fans. They would have no idea what the hell is going on or why things have changed. I think we have 30 years. We have, what, 30, 35 years to play with? Just like um, you were saying, Chris, you could fill that in with giving us giving us badass Luke, giving us more stories about the Mandalorian, giving us the retaking of Mandalore, giving us, uh, you know, a whole Thrawn epic adventure. We have 30 years to play with. That's a lot of time to play with and to do stories that don't even need an alternate timeline. You have a huge space and playground to play in with multiple series. I think they have a lot of breathing room to do a lot that's not going to step on the toes of the sequels and still allow them to do all kinds of exciting stories that, that have no bearing on, on what happens in the, in the, uh, the sequels. If they I'm, right, I, I'm totally for Like I said, there's a lot of time there. I could totally see the Empire making their first go at a reboot with Thrawn, very, very similar to the books, com coming really, really close to getting it back and then getting short clothesline right down again. But I, I would love to see Compass is Thrawn, reviving the Empire. Maybe he has a dark Jedi clone or something with him, something similar to the books. Luke makes the big save. They go on from there, and something so terrible has to happen that puts Luke in that state that I can't stand. If if they can make that make sense, I'll accept. I I would love content if I had to accept that. That would show me why he's like that. I I need to know why. It's not just he gave up because his nephew, you know, fell to the dark side. And also the the Luke that I grew up watching would never for a second try to raise a lightsaber on his nephew would never happen so they need to explain to me how he got like that because it makes no sense to me i would hope they don't even touch it like i would love an alternate timeline but the i don't know i just don't even want to see anything else with the sequels anymore like just let that be a thing and i know a lot of people are saying that the mandalorian is going to connect <clears throat> be connective tissue even if they connected it the sequel still happened and there's still shit movies uh, i have no problem with people that like it but i'm in that that they i thought force awakens was a good start and then it just went downhill from there yep movies whatsoever i don't get george lucas wrote uh however star wars empire return of the jedi he had different directors but he basically knew the whole story how was the sequel trilogy done where it was basically different directors and each one do whatever the fuck you want. That's what it was. They had no plan for it. Let, let them do, do whatever. That? And uh, even like breadcrumbs that like JJ left from the last one, Ryan said, no, we're not doing that. And just did his wow. own thing. And then you had, you had three different movies, which, you know, I, I don't think I'm in the, I, I agree as well. I don't think they will touch 
and redo, even though Marvel's doing like an, uh, you know, the, an alternate timelines and doing all that stuff right now. I don't think Star Wars will. I would love that to happen, but I think our best bet will be getting the 25 years before the sequel trilogy and the after like the Thrawn thing, they'd probably give us a hint of <clears throat> a like you know Snoke or something of that nature. But if they're smart, that trilogy is such a, defi- a divisive set of movies. You don't even go back to it; just let it lie. I still to beat a dead horse. <laughs> beat a dead horse again. Disney acquires Star Wars, gigantic ac- acquisition, all this potential, and the, the people are salivating, like me, waiting for these three new movies to come out. How do you not have the entire thing done before you do each? How how do you not do that? How do you not have the whole story written and then make it into movies? How do you go by each segment and have a director say, again, okay, here's part one, do whatever the fuck you want. Here's part two, do whatever the fuck you want. Here's yeah. three, uh, each undid what you did, but here's three, try, try to make it make sense, but at the end of the day, do whatever the fuck you want. That's I know exactly did. how. I know. I know exactly how. That's when you don't have any love or respect for the fucking property, and you got a bunch of filmmakers that want to go into business f- for themselves. They all want to get this shit in, and um, you know, like you said, man. You know, J.J. Uh, Abrams. J.J. Abrams left so many fucking breadcrumbs and threads for these people to fucking try to. F- connect to their films and like you said man ryan johnson said fuck this shit no i'm doing i'm doing my own thing it's not gonna make sense but i don't give a fuck yeah okay yeah they had a i said it before they had a money tree and didn't bother to water <laughs> they just figured you go. The money would keep on growing money but forgot you're supposed to take care of it and they didn't again, take care of it again how do you not have this whole thing written out and then say Here's our story that we all approved and we think is good. Now go make it into a movie. How do you not have that set before you start? Yeah. It's mind-boggling to me. Guy that want, was it what, Michael Ernst or something like that? There was a guy that said, hey, give me three years yep. to write out the entire trilogy, and I will. And they said no because they wanted to make that $4.5 billion back as soon as possible. Yep, and even Force Awakens was a very light retread of New Hope. It blew up. And after that, they probably were just thinking, we can do whatever we want, and people were going to throw money at it. But they didn't realize the diehards are are the lifeblood of that industry. We're the ones that buy your action figures. We're the ones that go to the theaters over and over and over again. We're the ones that play your video games. We're the ones that have been keeping it alive for years. But we're the ones that you tried to disrespect and get rid of and kill the past, let it die, and have a new fan base. But new fan base is not as loyal and as rabid and as hungry as we are. And they just pretty much say, well, fuck you guys. We don't want you anymore. We want new fans. But And, and we said it before, the best way to do a passing of the torch, just look at Cobra Kai. They oh. res- The old characters... Yet they build the new characters and where the old characters start off here and the new and the old character or the new character start off here. 
slowly each season they start to get to here. You know what I mean? And then at one point you care as much about the new characters as you do the old characters, but they still give the old characters that respect. Star Wars failed to do that. And a lot of Hollywood properties failed to do that. They continue to fail to do that because they just think, oh, we have a franchise, we have a property, it's money. We can put out a bag of shit and people are going to pay us. However, people are getting smarter nowadays and they're not paying for that bag of shit anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That, yeah, that I, sums it up. I couldn't agree with all you guys more. Hi, this is Chris Fan, the commanding officer of the 501st Legion's Empire City Garrison in New York. Wishing the New Force Order NFO podcast a very happy 100th episode. Spiro, Gigi Papadon, and Alex, you do a great job every week uh, exploring Star Wars in a completely no-judgment zone. I was happy to be on the three times I was on, and you guys have always supported our causes, the charity work that we do in the Star Wars community, uh, and the general community with our Star Wars costumes. And you even donated some toys over the summer for our virtual bingo event for the Cerebral Palsy Association in Nassau County. It was very much appreciated. And guys, keep up the great work. Thank you. I personally feel that the sequel trilogy will not diminish, meaning that 7, 8, and 9 will stay in place at 7, 8, and 9, only because of all the vested interest and financial interest that's been put into place. But I do feel that Filoni and Favreau will build the bridge from their time to the sequel trilogy, which will elevate the sequel trilogy to a better place to the point where people will actually be able to digest it. And there'll be a lot of more um, connective tissue to Star Wars and these characters. Case in point, there's a rumor going around now that Mara Jade's going to make her appearance in Star Wars during this Filoni-verse era. And her and Luke are going to become an item. And she's... Her and Luke, uh, or I'm sorry, Luke and her are going to have a child, and her and Luke are going to uh, have a child, and the child and, and her die when the hut comes crashing down and it burns inside, uh, and the Jedi Order gets destroyed, which is why he gets all disheveled and disgruntled, because he loses his wife and he loses his child. Now, how can you retcon that? To be honest with you, you're just adding another layer to it. You're not really retconning it. I I pitched that same fucking idea on this show many, 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 many moons ago. And Doc is my witness. And Spear is my witness. I said yes. And I said Ray was the child that survived. And she's a Skywalker. Well, guess what? That happens. That can't be done right now because she's a fucking Palpatine. But what could be done is the person that married uh, the clone of Palpatine without any powers uh ray's father could have married a woman who could be ray's uh i mean uh luke's daughter that survived and got lost and never found you know he never found her because he shut himself off from the force which you can kind of retcon and connect them to the skywalker saga and technically she's really a skywalker who ends up kissing her cousin at the end yeah. of the trilogy now but there's poetry can, <laughs> and that's that's a little homage if you want because Sisters and brothers kiss. Cousins can kiss. It's okay. It's only kissing. It's uh, Texas, Texas Star Wars. <laughs> it's Texas Star Wars. Uh-huh. Yeehaw. No, but um, <laughs> I think it's, I think they should just special edition the sequel trilogies and add and delete scenes and 
reshoot a couple scenes and add them into the film and just go balls to the wall to try to make everybody happy. And that's it. I mean, they already done fucked up with it. Look, you call the last movie The Rise of Skywalker, and there's no fucking Skywalkers in the movie. You know what well, I mean? They like They talked about Rise of Skywalker having some extended cut, and nothing ever came of that. And I'm still yeah. waiting to see that. Yeah. Who knows? It was like, apparently, he had a bunch of stuff, and then there was like the Lucas cut, and then there was... Uh, I actually like Colin Trevor's script. Colin Trevor's script actually made a lot of sense. At least from what The Last Jedi was, but you know, they asked that too for whatever reason. I, I honestly, I, I'm with Crowbar on that, man. I don't know what the hell they were doing. They had like, like, how do you do that? You have gold and then you do your best to tarnish that gold. It's like, I don't, how do you do that? I, I don't understand that at all. Well, Makes you know, sense. regardless of everything that happened, it is still more Star Wars. Unfortunately, it's not great Star Wars. It's not the, sh- it's not the drizzling shit Star Wars. But it's good. It's 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 acceptable Star Wars. You know, I mean, you know, whatever whatever your 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 opinion of the said sequel trilogy, it could be worse. It could be Star Trek. You know, so <laughs> it isn't. So anyhow, um, I'm hoping they do. I mean, if they do a, a whole new timeline, and they allegedly there was another rumor going around that they're going to break up the movies and bring it on a series, Disney Plus series. Where they're going to keep certain epi- certain scenes and certain characters in the film. They may just keep all the Leia scenes and change the background and the people she's interacting with. Like they did with the unused footage of episode 9. And try to try to incorporate that into certain, some, some certain storyline. I don't know. I mean, this could all be hearsay. We don't know what the hell to explain. What's going on, what? As of right now, there is a, ri- a ripple in the timeline now. Because... Kylo Ren was supposed to be his first student, and now, unless Grogu ends up not getting trained, his first student is Grogu. So there, there is a change. A change there's has also, occurred. A ripple there's al- there. There's also a second ripple in the timeline too. Uh, this week, I was, you know, doing the Star Wars nerdy thing, and uh, Snoke says he saw an Empire rise and fall in Episode Seven. From afar, he said he was in the lane back in the cut, and he saw the the rise of the empire and the fall of the empire. Who's that, that wrong? I don't know. But here's the deal. Now they're saying that after episode nine, he's a Stratocast, which was yeah. just a clone. So if yeah. He, so if he's just a clone, how can he have seen the whole rise of the empire during the original trilogy and, and the prequel trilogy after the prequel trilogy? So there's another ripple, another contradiction. So who knows? I, they, no I think I did uh, in the encyclopedia as well. I swear, because you know how they have the um, like the encyclopedias for each movie. Yeah. I swear they said in the Force Awakens one, the one that he's like not ancient, but he's like very old, and he's been around a very long time. And so then they just contradict that with he's yeah. a clone. Well, they couldn't make yeah, salad yeah. out of chicken shit, like Spiro likes to say. You know, they again, if they made episode nine two movies, I think they could have got away with telling a better story. Um, but they did try to fit twenty pounds of shit in a ten pound bag, and it came back and it backfired. I mean, I like episode nine. The only two things I don't like about it is the bringing back of Palpatine because they didn't explain how. And the last fight scene, because they just brought him back to kill him. 
So it's like a wrestler blowing a spot in the match and going right to the same spot right afterwards to do it over again. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been better if Kylo was just a big baddie. And that's it. But that's just me. Hey, everyone. It's the outlaw, John Roca. You may remember me from a few weeks ago being a guest on the great NFO show. I am here to give them so much love for getting to 100 episodes. Listen, that's not an easy thing to do. If you know anything about The Outlaw, you know anything about John Roca, you know he hosts a bunch of shows. So to get to 100 episodes of one of those shows is a titanic achievement. I know what it's like to start a show. It is not easy. I know what it's like to be consistently doing episodes of a show. It is super not easy. And the thing that's massively not easy is getting to 100 episodes of a show. So give these gentlemen all the love in the world. I'm giving you all all the love in the world. Shout out to Doc. Shout out to Spiro. Shout out to my brother Papadon. The whole crew here. Much love to all of you. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Here's to another 100 more. And I'm sure I'll be back to bust a bunch of balls in a galaxy far, far away on the NFO podcast. Much love to you guys. Give me a Babu Frick series. There we go. Babu Freak. There we go. Babu Freak. <laughs> the event it'll, be called, it'll be called Frick You. Freak. Yeah. <laughs> you see uh, Mando, Mando needing a, uh, like uh, uh, someone to do a repair and he runs into Babu on one of the planets. I'd pop for that. That'd be dope, right? Little Babu. Hell, do a Babu Freak Grogu Odd Couple series. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's uh, let's take this home, boys, because we're we're a little long in the tooth. Uh, Crowbar, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I was just gonna say the uh, not a fan of the sequel trilogy at all, but I will say, going by what he had to, I Rise of Skywalker was probably as good as they could make it, trying to make everything else make sense. Yep, I agree totally. Yep. Agree. It was fun to watch. It was cool to see the. Emperor, of course, a lot of stuff didn't make sense, but going from part one that didn't make sense into part two, it was the best they could do. I agree. Totally. Totally. Chris, you, you, you're working on an event. Let's plug the event. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I just want to thank you guys again for supporting us through this whole situation. As you know, we do Star Wars costumes for charity. Uh, we don't charge for our appearances. Last year, our appearances were down by more than half, of course, because of COVID. So we've been trying to come up with new things this year to do for different charities. We've been doing a lot of virtual events. We have a bunch coming up that we'll get on the schedule at 501ecg.com. For various libraries around the island, we're doing some Zoom events, trivia events, things like that. Again, we're doing it for no charge and just to raise awareness of the libraries. I also work personally for uh, the Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County, and we were supposed to have a polar plunge uh, March 14th, but of course, because of COVID and the continuing restrictions, they've had to go virtual. We're actually having an event this Saturday, February 20th, at 73 Bar Beach Road in Port Washington from 1 to 3 p.m. We're going to have Darth Vader, a stormtrooper, and a biker scout there with some hot cocoa, some raffles, all to raise money and awareness for the Cerebral Palsy Association. So I'll send over that uh, flyer uh, and you guys can post it. Anybody who's interested to come by to take some photos with uh, the Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, and a Biker Scout, or just get some hot cocoa or show you support for the Polar Plunge and the efforts the Cerebral Palsy Association are doing, we would love to have you and love to see you come. 
Uh, we're also doing some events in March for uh, the Special Olympics. We have two polar plunges. However, it does look like they may be uh, postponed, canceled, or go virtual as well, just due to the ongoing restrictions. So it's been challenging, but we're trying to do whatever we can in whatever way we can uh, to continue supporting the organizations. And thanks for you guys helping spread the word about that and for everything you've done the, this past year uh, to help keep that alive and keep that spirit alive so we can continue helping charities. Very cool, man, doing the Lord's work. Everybody, let's go around the horn. Um, 100 episodes, we're here. We're going to do 100 more, hopefully. 1,000 more, hopefully. Hopefully it'll be that much Star Wars to talk about. Um, I know we're going to do a hell of a lot more with all these Disney Plus shows coming out. And Doc's going to get tired of talking to, talking to me about Star Wars. But uh, let them know where they can find you guys at. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo. D-E-S-T-R-R-O-I-O Instagram. Alex Rayo Facebook. Alex Rayo MD on Twitter. And I just wanted to say, boys, uh, on the reflection of our 100th episode and nearly our two-year anniversary, which is next month, um, I want to thank you. Spiro, I want to thank you, Papa Don, for bringing me on on the greatest episode of the New Force Sword, episode seven, where I showed up as a guest and then I was asked pretty promptly thereafter to be a full time host with my two friends. And I could not pick two guys to traverse the galaxy with that I would be more happier to bust the balls of and to break down the walls. And to talk about one of my favorite things of all time, Star Wars. And I see Papa Don smiling because I'm sticking my finger in that black Greek hawk of his. And I'm, and I'm jiggling a little bit. And he's all giddy. And he's all smiling. Because I'm laughing because you're trying to get yourself over. Where's because I, I'm not trying to. Listen, I don't get myself. I get Star Wars more over. Because <laughs> I love both of you guys. And we've like put together movie. this amazing show that gives me. A lot of grief during the week, but it also gives me a tremendous amount of pleasure. And I got to meet awesome dudes like Chris Ford, like Chris Fian, like Hakeem Zane. And the list goes on and on for all the guests that we've had that I'm sure you're going to hear sprinkled throughout the show. And I want to say thank you, boys, for marching my passion back into my heart. And I love the two of you. Man, 100 episodes. It's been a ride. I've been MIA for a bit, but th this is my therapy, guys. Okay, and uh, you know, thank you guys. Thank you all f for being here today. Thank you guys for thank you, Papa Don and Doc, for allowing me to still be a a, a part of the show. I I'm sort of like that Sith Force Ghost and shit these days. But uh, yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me every Friday on the on the Rational Rage podcast on the Rational Rage Network. The show's gone through a bit of an evolution. It's no more, it's no longer a anger-filled rant fest about politics because that shit just does no good to anybody's soul. It just divides us all. So now it's just a show where people come on, they hang out, we have a few drinks, and we talk about anything. You know, uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spirit on, and that's it, guys. Um, 
always a pleasure to be on here talking Star Wars with you guys. I love talking shop and nerding out and talking about what figures we found and stuff like that. It's it's uh, such a breath of fresh air, especially people that are as educated in the the Star Wars as you guys, just as, as I am, too. And I always learn something new every single time I pop on the show or listen to it. So it's always fun. And, of course, the uh, I can't wait to see the um, the graphic for this one with all of our heads, you know, Photoshop superimposed on something that that pops me every <laughs> time. But of course, you can find Ravishing Rohit at Rajuzane80 on good old Instagram, prowrestlingtees.com slash Rohit. Don't forget, there's that mocha skinned Mandalorian shirt. And then, of course, on Twitter at Hakeem Zane. And then every single Tuesday on Access TV, you can find me, the Daisy Hitman. The Mocha Skin Manimal, the future two-time X Division champion on Impact Wrestling, dropping bows on all these suckers left and right. Now I got the Punjabi powerhouse, Mahabali Shira, watching my back. And sooner or later, we're going to be getting into more trouble. So you're just going to have to tune, out, tune in and find out what we're going to be doing. Hi, uh, this is Chris Fian. You can look me up on uh, Facebook at CureMode, C-U-R-E-M-O-D-E. And you can always send me an email, curemode at curemode.com. And for the 501st Legion's Empire City Garrison, you can look us up at 501ecg.com and Empire City Garrison on Facebook. We also have a separate page on Facebook called the ECG Virtual Troop. You can look at over 250 videos we've been posting over the past year during this COVID situation with past videos of previous events, funny videos, some music videos. We actually did a bunch of music videos and funny videos during the COVID situation, including a uh, Ferris Bueller type uh, video and an all by myself music video that you might get a kick out of. So please check us out and please help us support some of the charities we're trying to help out during this difficult time, including CP NASA at CPNASA.org. They really would love your support. And again, if you're free this weekend, come by Port Washington. I'll send the link and uh, we'd love to see you there. Thanks, everybody. I'm pretty much just on Twitter at WCW Crowbar. Come check it out. Promos, match clips, at least once a week, sometimes twice. I'll remind you that The Last Jedi still sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Twice a week post. uh, And it's very therapeutic for me. And I don't care what anybody thinks. It it keeps my mind in a good place. Uh, Just... Thanks. Having a lot of fun interacting with everybody. New Force Order show tonight was awesome. I I love seeing you guys. Wish I could come on more often. Crazy schedule. But thank you for inviting me and letting me come on here and talk about something that I am extremely passionate about. Love Star Wars. Love all you guys. You guys do an awesome job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Crowbar. Uh, Well, you can find me at Greek God Poppet on on, uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, Greek God Papadon, uh, I'm sorry, Pro Wrestling Tee slash Greek God Papadon is the Pro Wrestling Tee store. You get your GGP t-shirts. Uh, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. And again, if you're a, a fan of the show and you want a friend request, me, send me a message telling me you're a fan of the NFO. And I'll accept your friend request. There's a lot of creepers out there. Um, and you can go uh, on my YouTube page, Greek God Papadon, where you can see matches and promos. And uh, thank you. Thank you guys for 100 episodes. Doc, thank you. Spiro, thank you. 
to our producer, Matt Schaefer. You're the best. Thank you. Crowbar, thank you for coming on. Ro, the fourth member, thank you. I wish we could get you on more often. Um, maybe we might switch it to Mondays if everyone could do Mondays. Chris, thank you for coming on as well, always again. Um, listen, man, 100 episodes strong, and we're just getting started. And uh, in the last 100 episodes, the one thing I can tell you is this. Um, we are the realest fucking podcast you'll ever listen to because, one, we don't give a shit. Two, we're not going to sell out. We will buy in if the money's right, but we won't sell out. And three, um, we're not going to be your typical paint by your numbers. If we believe in a certain situation, we'll believe in it because our job here is to entertain you, the fans, by getting Star Wars more over with you instead of getting ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. So thank you for your ears. Thank you for your time. Hopefully we entertained you in this action-packed, fully jacked edition, 100th edition of the new Force Order podcast. Because this is the new Force Order. For life. And that's just 100 episodes too sweet. And F. Oh. I feel the Force. You feel the Force. I learned from Obi-Wan back in Star Wars. He said Darth Vader murdered my father. I believed him then. He was a big liar. My name is Skywalker, a little short for a stormtrooper. You're all wondering where I am, but like a Jedi, I'll return. I the plans to Obi-Wan, but they blew up Alderaan. Too bad Luke turned out to be my brother. I had to choose Han. Hold up, wait a minute, Vader's my father, why didn't you tell me? He cut my hand off, told me to join him, he says together we could rule the galaxy. Join the dark side, join the dark side, join the dark side, join the dark side. Hey, where'd you get the force from? Where'd you get the force from? Where'd you get the force from? They got it from their daddy. They got it from their daddy. They got it, got it. Hey, where'd you get the force from? They got it from their daddy. They got it from their daddy. They got it, got it. Hey, where'd you get the force from? I got it from my dad, 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 Wait a minute, Leia's my sister, why didn't you tell me before I kissed her in front of Solo? I guess it was all true from a certain point of view. Join the dark side, join the dark side, join the dark side, join the dark side. Hey, where'd you get the force from? Where'd you get the force from? Where'd you get the force from? They got it from their daddy. They got it from their daddy. They got it, got it. Hey, where'd you get the force from? They got it from their daddy. They got it from their daddy. They got it, got it. Hey, where'd you get the force from? I got it from my dad, 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 d
We'll finish what you started. We'll finish what you started. We'll finish, finish. 